This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. I am Stamford Chidge and I'm delighted to say, yes, it is in fact Friday. It is not Thursday like last week. It is Friday. And as ever, I'm joined by the delicious Jonathan Kidd. Oh, bloody hell. You haven't used that adjective for a long time. Delicious. Been in the pub all day, mate. Tasty. You've used that before. Tasty. (laughs) Delicious. Cool. Bloody hell. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be on the show. Um... On transfer day, nothing much seems to have happened with Chelsea in the last few months, which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, where, what are you supposed to do? Um, and uh, uh, we have two fantastic guests. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't come. So uh, <laughs> we've got a couple of wastrels instead. So uh, shall I bother to uh, introduce them? Well, nah. if you can be bothered, okay. mate. If you can be bothered, bothered, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, of course, we have the fantastic, excellent um, Dane Whittle. Um who uh, um, are you uh, going from one moment to mo for the meadows? Um, said he'd get it completely wrong. Um, are you doing much of that at the moment? No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Dean's on a uh, silent go silent at the moment. Uh, every time I, I sort of I always message him at the weekend. So we we recording this week, and he'll say yes, no, or maybe. But either way, we don't actually. We don't actually record. I think he just needs a little bit of because uh, he hasn't recorded for a while. I think he just needs a bit of a kick up the uh, the ass to get Which going. We'll be giving him no doubt. He's he's got this show soon, and he because Chidge is away, so maybe that will give him the enthusiasm he needs he'll, to get back he'll, into he'll, it. He'll be uh, he'll be cracking the whip with us. <laughs> and, um, you know, I won't have anything. I won't be able to get in as much as I do. Um, speaking of getting in, uh, we have another um, wastrel picked up from God knows where. Um, <laughs> Uh, the the fantastic Liam Toomey. Well, I have to say, I spoke to a mate the other day. He said, uh, "Bloody hell, that show is good." He said that Liam Toomey's good. He said, uh, "He said you lot know shit, don't you?" In comparison with Liam, said, <laughs> who said that? <laughs> who said that? 
Yeah. Well, he wouldn't, he's not know. wrong. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He's completely <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So it's lovely to have you on again, Liam. You know, we should have these hashtags. You know, instead of I, I, you know, um, ITK. I've said this before, haven't I? It should be IKFA. I know fuck all. You know, because that would mm. be about the size of it. Yes. Uh, Liam yes. is the yes. absolute opposite of that. I, I tell you, Liam, we are. Pr- I mean, it's lovely to see you, Dane. Before we get into this, by the way, long time no see. <laughs> we're we're honoured and privileged to have you on tonight. Because of course, uh, for those of you who are yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest, it is, of course, transfer deadline day, which is the bane of all journalists' lives and it makes them very, very busy. So to have you on today, Liam, I, I can't believe how blessed we are. Well, the fact that I'm here probably tells you a little bit about the nature of this particular deadline day at Chelsea. It's not quite as wild and weird as some of them have been. Um, just to say as well, I, I know shit could go either way, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like I am. So sick. He, he might not necessarily have you. He might not necessarily have been putting you down. Although you, you, you probably know him better than I do, J, JK. So yeah, yeah, I do. No, no, he meant it. He meant it. <laughs> he, he was just saying. He said, "Can you get him on every week because uh, he can just carry on talking." He oh, said, "And then people can shut up." And I went, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for that vote of confidence." Liam is um, available on other podcasts. We should say it has, we know as we know it's a you know it's it's great when we. You get should him tell on. him to listen to Straight Out Cobham. He's on every week on that one. Yeah, listen to he, both. Yeah, yeah, no, There's no, enough no. hours. Yeah. Uh, don't you say the same thing on both though? That be, say something different. <laughs> no, 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 JK. No, he saves save the best, best for here. No, no, yeah, you save the do, best for here, Liam. Come on. <laughs> anyway, it's brilliant to have you all on board. Um, I, I was feeling absolutely knackered before I turned the button on, and I'm now feeling already pumped up and revived. Uh, right, let you know what's on the show. We're going to have a quick review of the Chelsea Wimbledon game. Then we're going to have a bit of a roundup of what's going on. Predominantly the transfer window, obviously, but hopefully we might get a chance to talk about uh, the uh, Barney Roney article in the. Guardian this week, which I was much enamoured of. Um, part two, we got a, a, a guest from Nottingham Forest in Opposition View. Tell you more about that later. And then in part three, we will be previewing the Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest game. Uh, now, as ever, don't forget, you can listen to the show live. Live! Thank you. Uh, every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm by going to Mixler, which is M-I- it's chelsea-fancast.mixlr.com where, of course, you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. It's always very lively in there and a lot of fun. And, of course, you can follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Listen and subscribe on ACAR, Spotify, Apple and all good podcast platforms and also the rubbish ones and make sure you leave us a glowing five-star review. Right. Um, yeah, Wimbledon. Wimbledon on uh, Wednesday. Um, uh, I couldn't go because I have to work, uh, so I didn't really. It's one of those weird things. I, I was, <laughs> I was sat on my sofa watching some other program and listening to Chelsea versus Wimbledon on my phone on Talksport Two. And I got to say, J.K. that Sam Matterface, uh, I can, I can reveal he's proper Chelsea because he was as miserable as sin throughout the entire match. <laughs> And he coated off Cucurella at every opportunity. Scott Minto was was actually lovely. I like Scotty Minto. He's nice. I've decided I like Scotty Minto. But there you go. Is he, is he decent? To, he was on all the Spanish stuff originally because he played. Yeah, it. he he actually did the co- he did the co commentary entirely in Spanish just for our amusement. It was brilliant. Wow. Um. Look, my 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 quick Arriba. Ob- Arriba. My quick observation, J.K. Really was that as we you know we could have all predicted beforehand. Making loads of changes doesn't really work. Arguably, some of these younger players aren't ready. Lack of squad depth is a question. But 
you know, once he brings the others on, it was game over, really, because Wimbledon couldn't well, we compete that, with that. We said that, didn't we? Yeah. If he did bring the youth on, that yeah. he would then bring on the, the heavy guns and they'd bring it bring it round. You hoped, you know, you, it was a banana skin, essentially. Um, what I loved was that I was sitting next to a, a Wimbledon fan and um, and he said, um, he said, uh, at this at this uh, free kick, he said, the number eight, I think it's, what's his name, Pell, he said he will throw himself into the penalty area and claim a penalty by hitting the goalkeeper. He no actually way. said that. No he way. said that. Yeah. He said he's complete shithousery. Complete. <laughs> it's all he does. Absolutely. And that's and that's exactly it. what happened. He, he did it. And, and he laughed. No and he way. Laughed. He said, oh, I knew that was that's exactly what he does all the did time. Did you think Sanchez was at fault for that? Because, I mean, you no, were there. No. No. no, 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 he punched the ball away. He, he, he just punched shouldn't, the ball. Shouldn't have been a pen. We could see where the ball went. The ball went, it wasn't as if he hit the player and the ball went off at an angle. The ball went straight out of the penalty area. He punched the ball. Bloody hell. This is what you get without VAR. You know, this is the trouble. You get yes. referees making sh- shot. So you, are you a big fan of VAR now then? No, but I've always been a fan of VAR. I'm winding you up. Don't wind me up. Don't wind me up. It's fun. I like winding you up. Getting on to VAR. But no, but then you get... You, you, like, it was like a kind of you know um, game from the eighties, strutting referee. Oh, I love the fact every decision I make isn't going to be. Yeah. It, they can they can come up to me and complain about it all they want, but I just tell them to piss off. You know, yeah. you can see that loving the power of it. Um, but no, I thought it was as we predicted. Well, the disappointment was <laughs> was uh, how poor Matson was, which uh, I, I think he's a much better left back. And of course, this has fueled all the rumours that he is in fact going back to Burnley today. Um, and you know, I presume we're going to get onto that. But um, and also the fact that uh, that um, Cucurella apparently had been cup tied. Oh God, and he won't go to Manchester after all. And I thought, oh God, the amount of bollocks that has been written by people on social media about the what's this other one? Um, what's his name? Codro from Arsenal is being swapped for Mudrick. For God's sake, what is going on in people's heads? And then they believe it. The number of people do not believe what you read on social media. For fuck's sake, what is the matter with just, you? Just read Liam to me. He never but lies. Yeah, they, they get it he right. never makes anything else. It's well, fine. No, but I, I yeah. thought that the, I, I was a bit disappointed that a, um, uh, not a, um, uh, a colleague of yours, but somebody who writes for the Evening Standard, was just so down on the Chelsea performance in the first half. Well, he's a Man it's United all, fan, mate. And, and indeed he is. Indeed he is. <laughs> I, I rest um, my case, my lud. Yeah, absolutely. But it was... It was predictable. We predicted it on Friday, on the Monday, that they would be, um, you know, that if you got the kids in or the or the the lessers, I thought there'd be more there'd be more kids playing in the uh, um, uh, actually in the game itself. Um, but there weren't there weren't even any on the bench other than 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 the double barrel boy uh, Ishe. Um, but uh, uh, I was disappointed. Was I thought Morera was dreadful. Which was such a shame because he's only um, nineteen. Man. I know, I know, I know. But he played much better in pre-season, and uh, um, I was pleased for him to get a go. And I've noticed that the boy um, Burstow has now gone to Sunderland on loan, hasn't he? He has, yes. Um, yeah, I'll, and so keep your powder dry on that. Keep your powder dry. Sorry, sorry, but no, but um, uh, but it it showed that when when the better players came on, you know, them, well, they, they were their place. On, on that know, point, so. I mean, Dane. Um, Exactly as J.K. said, you know, the better players came on and suddenly we, we went outside. It was good to see Madueki score, uh, a good effort for the penalty. Enzo uh, scored a goal, looked very lively, should have, I mean, missed an open goal afterwards. Um, anybody else Anybody else impress you, Dane? It was hard to form an opinion because uh, obviously I didn't see it. I wasn't there. It's hard when you're like, watching on TalkSport 2, isn't it? Yeah, like, like everyone else, I was trying to find... Uh, 
a bootleg uh, stream from the depths of Albania, which was uh, rumoured before kickoff. Uh, and I ended up uh, just listening to Jason Cundy on the Chelsea app and having Sky Sports News on. So if anything actually happened, they'd go straight to it. I think it was might have been Paul Merson in the studio. And uh, so anything worthwhile, they'd go straight to it. So, yeah, it's hard to know who played well. So, some of the passing looked quite good and fast. Uh, kind of missed a, a few chances, which... With his uh, attacking now, you would hope he scored. Uh, and you, even though yeah, I heard someone else who, who who sits close to us was there and he he was quite damning on Marrera like like JK. I uh, thought Humphreys grew into the game, he told me. Uh, and yeah, when, when you're bringing on Enzo and and, and other players, Casado was, was a lot later on, isn't it? Just to shore it up and uh, just to get over, us over the line. But by the sounds of it, you know... If, you know, it was. I just didn't want to go out because obviously, after ridiculing really Tottenham the night before, it's freaking typical. <laughs> well, it was. Yeah, but, but, but the point. The point is, we we didn't go out, Liam, did we? Exactly. It, it was a it was a banana skin avoided. We all you have to do with these games is to win them. Um, you know, you can argue the toss about being hypercritical of young players who are coming in in their first game. Some of them, you know, it doesn't matter. We're through to the next round. We're playing Brighton. What I what I really want to talk about though is. Uh, I think because this will segue very nicely into the transfer window. I hope if I'm if I'm being particularly clever, you never know. Um, Connor Gallagher, I thought had another excellent game for Chelsea, and he was also made captain. Uh, I think he was talking after the match when he said, "I found out about being captain literally as I walked into the changing room. The kit man put the armband with my shirt. I, I might cry during this, by the way, but anyway, I was very happy and excited." The armband was slightly too big for me and I had to get some tape to keep it on my arm. I love these details, Connor. You're going to cry over that bit. Not necessarily. Captaining Chelsea <laughs> means the world. I would, I'm really proud. This is where I might get tearful. A proud moment. A very proud family at home. I'm glad it was a win and I'm just thankful and proud. I've been here from when I was seven or eight years old when the academy started. Living ten minutes down the road. It's a dream at the moment, but I don't want to stop. I want to help uh, keep helping the club. I'm playing with a lot of confidence at the minute. I feel fit and strong. I'm happy with how it's going, and I just want to keep improving and helping the team. Now, as a supporter, Liam, this is exactly what you want to hear from uh, any Chelsea player, but particularly one who's been at the academy. So today, when I got out of my client sessions at lunchtime and switched on the ever-so-informative and delightful talk sport, all I've been hearing all day is that we're selling Conor Gallagher to Spurs, at which point I'm going to combust if we do. What is going on, Liam? How can they do this? Well, I was just going to say, I think they they made that moment even more special for, for Gallagher by giving him the armband that was sized for Gary Cahill's biceps. <laughs> <laughs> so he inherited the the armband of a of a very successful recent Chelsea captain. Um, Gallagher's been an old... Was it sorry? Is it, you mean it's a sop? They did it deliberately because they're about to get rid of it. No, um, uh, yeah, no. I, I, I think that would have been up to Pochettino, and it's a mark of how much Pochettino likes and respects him, as he's made clear every time he's been asked about yeah. him. He's had nothing yeah. but good things to say about Gallagher, and most importantly, more than what a coach ever says, he picks him all the time, every game, um, which is the the truest measure of a coach's regard. Um, Gallagher's been in a strange situation well for at least six months because January deadline day Everton made an offer for him which Chelsea made it clear that they were happy to accept um, which I believe was in about the £40 million range 
Gallagher and the people around him made it very clear that they weren't going to leave to join a team that at that point looked like it could be bound for the championship. Um, and that if he was going to go, it would be to a club that he wanted to go to. Um, and Newcastle were reported to be, well, Newcastle were interested in him at the time. Um, but Chelsea didn't want to let him go to a rival. So there's been this, there, there, there's been this duality at play throughout where internally it doesn't feel like Chelsea really value Conor Gallagher. Pochettino does, but the club, I don't, I don't think really think he's good enough to be a key part of what they're doing. Um, and I'm yet, sorry, Liam, when it comes can to I just, talk, can I, can I just butt in there? See, this is what this is what does my Swede in. The Chelsea football manager, the man whose cock is on the block, who is responsible for getting a tune out of the team and results, he thinks Conor Gallagher is good enough, but a couple of, you know, Muppets from Brighton don't. How does this work? This this is what gets my goat. Well, I, did, I didn't specify who, who it was at Chelsea, but there is a feeling... No, but I did. ...within Chelsea that... Um, Gallagher is not of the level that they need. Um, I've said this. I've said this. And, and that has been informing the decisions in terms of whether they're open to offers for him or not for, for quite some time. And and with that, I'm not going to go into it, but you know, Trevor Chalobah in some ways is a similar situation, although he's on a long-term contract. The other thing that makes Conor Gallagher's situation a bit more fraught is that he has two years left. And we know at this point um, that Todd Bowley and Clear Lake Capital's policy is that now they've pretty much got rid of all the players they inherited and brought in a new squad on these long-term deals. They are determined that no player will get inside the final two years of their contract. The only two players in the first team squad right now, well, I think there's three because Matson's one of them actually, but... Um, Gallagher and Thiago Silva are the only two that are inside the final two years of their contract right now. And Silva's a special case because he's 39 and everyone knows it's probably his last year. But Gallagher's a, a different situation because they either sign him to a long-term deal or they sell him soon um, because they're determined not to let him get to one year left. And the question is, do they believe in him enough to 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 sign him to a new deal and even if they offered him one at this point does he feel that level of faith from the club um in order to actually commit his future but surely it's more important that he feels Chelsea. the faith of the manager that's my point he the well, manager is the man he, he's he does. playing for he does yeah he he absolutely i think he absolutely does feel the confidence of Pochettino because yeah. he's he's picking him every week yeah. and he's and he's talking about him in glowing terms I mean, and i i think that will continue even as he was he plays well. in, in the press conference today when he was, if you can, amidst the, the appalling waffle, I mean, I have to say, it's like there was a character called Stanley Unwin, who um, I'm sure, Chid, you remember, who... Um, yeah, yeah, everything was... Um, occasion, but when he was asked about money and football, you know, I thought, God, I, I, I think I understand about a sentence of this, but he just goes off on one and you think, you don't really speak English very well, do you, Pot? You need to go to a go back to school for a little bit. But but he actually said um, the sentence. I mean, he's he Argentinian, to be fair. 
No, I'm, I knew. So he'd probably learn how to speak Argentinian good better. Him, good luck to him. But he is actually, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, the manager of rather well, Don't you remember he, when he was at Spurs, he used to have a, a translator with him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I wish we'd almost have a translator again. These would get more coherent. Well, now he has now he has Jesus Perez, his assistant, sitting that's in the right, front row every press conference. But and he occasionally said, he he'll said, look um, to him. He said uh, he is our player, uh, it, the essence of it, um, and he is part of the squad until he isn't, is essentially yeah. what he said today. He's, and I thought he's covering he be, himself. He, exactly. He could be sold in half yeah. an hour. He could be he's, sold. He's covering every, himself. Every time with everything. He covers himself with everything, he says. Mm. And I, I, you know, you, I admire that, but it's so round the houses and on occasions completely unintelligible. It is a, a bizarre experience. In fact, I was really, really tempted to do a quick, you know, um, Potch, I'm going to teach you a few things about how to say things, you know. I don't understand why he says, Rezul, Rezul. why? You think you know what result is by now, surely. You could can, say it can, can I cut to the chase? Because... Bring back yeah. Graham Potter. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 definitely not. Listen, can I cut to the chase here? Because as from what I understand, um, Spurs have put in a bid for 45 million. Chelsea want 50. And it's quite complicated because from what I also understand, Spurs have now they've they've got uh, Brandon whatever his name Johnson from Notts Forest or Nottingham Forest I should say uh, which might you know spunk their budget which means they might not be able to afford to buy Connor now but it also depends on others going out like Eric Dyer who's apparently sitting on saying I'm not going uh, Hoiberg may go so that might be bad for us if it means Connor will get sold but the other thing that occurs to me Liam kind of picking up really reading between or hearing between the lines you know Chaloba said, I'm not going anywhere unless it's Bayern Munich. Um, Matson's basically saying, I'm not going anywhere, I think. Um, you know, they, Connor can say, I don't want to go, can't he? He could say, I don't want to go. Yeah. And they can't yeah, say it. No, play, players have agency yeah. over, over what happens. Both sides have agreed a contract and both sides have to respect it. So, um, yeah, I mean Gallagher. His his first preference. This is the same with with Chalibur as well and Matson. Their first preference is to be Chelsea players. They want to be Chelsea players and to have long and very successful careers at Chelsea. And only if it becomes abundantly clear to them that that is no longer possible, that that is no that option is no longer open to them, will they consider alternatives? Um, and if you look at Gallagher right now, as we said, he's 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 playing regularly to start the season under Pochettino. He he played a lot in preseason. He's in the latest England squad. He he has no need career wise to move. He's he he's an England international who's playing for Chelsea. He doesn't necessarily want to swap that for Tottenham or any or anywhere else. Well, you would have thought it, it as a be... life a lifelong Chelsea fan, he's not going to want to go to Tottenham either, is he? Look at the end of the day, it's a career, and I think, I think players are sensible enough to know that they can't be governed completely by these things because the business of football doesn't always give you that luxury. You know, if if Gallagher was in a situation where it was made clear to him that Chelsea didn't want him, and Tottenham did, then you know his best option career-wise might be to go to Tottenham, but. It's clear, given the journey he's been on at Chelsea, given the the family um, c connection to the club, 
he wants to be a Chelsea player. He wants to be a Chelsea player for a long time. And I think he's shown enough to suggest that he should be able to to be a, a Chelsea player for a long time. Whether he's a player that starts every single game on a team that is competing for the Premier League and Champions League, which Chelsea currently are not, that's one question. Maybe he isn't. I don't know. He's still improving, though. I think. I think we can all agree Conor Gallagher's still getting better, and he looks like he's 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 made strides even in the last few months. But I'm not um, convinced he'd have a place, Liam, if they if they pick the team that he wants to play. If uh, uh, there's maybe. a kind of sleekness to it, I agree completely. If he came on as sub, he'd really have a role to play. He'd be uh, because he's so energetic. He's always going to offer something, but particularly because the fact that he can play at the back, he can play if you push you push um, Fernandez further up uh, and he play he plays at the back just as well as he plays going forward. The thing is, when he gets forward, he gets into the penalty area a lot and has shots. And at the moment, getting goals is still something that they're finding difficult. You know, I, I suspect when they're all when the team that Pochettino wants to play, which we've yet to see because of the injuries and and some of them are being bedded in. Um, uh, will be uh, will provide goals. I think I have every faith in it. I just think, particularly with this boy uh, Palmer, who's a very good player indeed, and uh, that's a fantastic purchase. I think I've seen him a few times. Um, uh, so I, but I don't think that. I think that's one of the main things. Is I don't think that that Gallagher figures in the final eleven, the elite eleven. I think he is. He will just become a, a not a squad player. I think he'll become one of the one of the sixteen if you include the five substitutes. But that maybe it could be could be a little bit of time before we know that, and and if that does happen, maybe then he has a different career decision to make yeah, exactly. a few months down the line. But, but right now, it feels like he's valued by everyone except Chelsea, and yet when Chelsea are talking to other clubs, they do value him highly because they're asking for big well, numbers, which, numbers which no tells me that this yet. is not about the football. This is about the money, which is a subject I want to pick up on in a minute, but. Liam, very, very quickly, can you just kind of apprise us of what's kind of happening today? My, my understanding is that the Gallagher Spurs thing we talked about, Bursto's gone on loan to Sunderland, Chaloba's digging his heels in unless he goes to Bayern, hudson odoi has been sold to Nottingham Forest, Matson, um, they're talking about a loan to Burnley, but I think he's sticking his heels in, and as you said, they got Cole Palmer over the line today. Is that A, is that correct, and B, is there anything else we can expect? Yeah, so Palmer was done yesterday. I I don't think, unless there's some random South American teenager, uh, I don't think there will be any more incomings. Um, sorry, someone's just arrived at our house. And Ruby is uh, making herself heard. But um, but yeah, so we have outgoings today, mostly smaller ones, smaller scale ones, and really the big story has been that the bigger outgoings that Chelsea have been trying to do haven't panned off for the you know, for the, for the reasons you said with Gallagher with Matson with Chalaber, um, with Chalaber, he's been in a similar situation to to Gallagher in some ways in that Chelsea have been open to selling him all summer. I think at the start of the summer they were looking for thirty forty million. That price prob- has probably dropped a little bit, and I think. If Bayern had been willing to put up significant money, maybe in the twenties, they could have got a permanent deal done. But as it was, they were focusing on João Polinia, who ultimately they haven't been able to get either. Um, so Thomas Tuchel will be delighted, I'm sure. Um, so Chalaba 
if he was going to leave Chelsea, and again, he doesn't want to leave Chelsea, was only going to leave for a club like Bayern, a Champions League club, a club where he, he feels like he could still play at the top level. Um, he had no interest in, in joining Nottingham Forest, even though they came in and bid for him. I think that would have had to have been a permanent transfer because Forest already have Andre Santos on loan and you can't loan more than one player from another Premier League club, from the same Premier League club. Um, and then just finally on Matson, Chelsea, it seems, agreed a, a loan deal with Burnley that had a obligation to buy for around for 31.5 million similar deal in structure it seems to the lewis hall deal with newcastle and they're they're almost trying to lock in uh player sale revenue for next year because they know they've got these amortized costs to service from the players that they've already bought so you sell these players you buy yourself a bit of wiggle room 12 months ahead of time um, Matson has a year left on his contract, but it's not really a year left because he has an option that Chelsea can trigger. But he's in a similar situation in that it's either sign a new contract or be sold. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a long-term contract on the table for Ian Matson. He has been reluctant to sign it, uh, I think partly because he's not convinced of the pathway necessarily. Well, if Cucurella's still there, because it's Cucurella yeah, and, and, ahead of and him. he hasn't. Well, he hasn't had a minute at left back in pre-season no. or, or since no. the, the real football started. And, and he's got a lot of competition if you're thinking about him as an attacking midfielder as well. Um, as I understand it, and I didn't hear this today, I heard it a few weeks ago, Matson, while he was very open to returning to Burnley on loan, he's got a great relationship with Vincent Company. Um and he knows he would play there and be used well there and get a chance to look good. I don't think there was a great deal of enthusiasm from him to join Burnley permanently because if you're joining for a coach who's very highly rated within the game, you don't necessarily know how long that coach is going to be there if you're signing a four or five year contract. It, it, you know, For example, if, if there's an obligation for Burnley to buy him next summer, he could sign just as companies leaving. Uh, for a bigger job. He was already linked with the Chelsea and Spurs jobs this year. Um, so that's part of it. And also, what if Burnley go down? You know, and, and you're you're boxing yourself into a move that may not be your best option. There, there may be alternatives that present themselves. So I, I can understand his reluctance to do that, even if the fee was probably in Chelsea's best interests, mm-hmm. uh, at least the view of you know, the the people making the decisions. Can I quickly just ask you about the, the Cucurella situation? Was that ever on, the, the United uh, deal? Was no, that... there were talks, yeah. There yeah, were talks. That was, that was real, yeah, that United were... Because United realised they had an issue at left-back that they needed to address. And they bought After them. Shaw's injury. What's-his-face Sergio thing from... Uh, from yeah, I, I mean, our reporting on this was led by David Ornstein, and, and as far as I understand it, Cucurea yeah. was more expensive than Sergio Reguilón, who who Chelsea who who United have ultimately gone for. There there was no loan fee attached, and I think maybe Reguilón's on less money than Cucurea as well. Um, and the fact that Cucurea played against Wimbledon complicated things slightly because United were kind of hoping to get a left back for six months 
and maybe send him back once Shaw's fit again. And gotcha. as soon as Kukurea played for Chelsea, they... Well, no, it's more that you can't represent more than two clubs in the same season. No. So once Chelsea got Kukurea back from United, they couldn't then learn him anywhere else for the rest of the season. Mm. Um, what a bloody so that, shame that, 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 that we couldn't... Yeah, what a shame we couldn't get rid of the poodle. Never mind. Look, Liam, very quickly, because we've got to go to a break. But um, overall, and I mean, I know this is something you probably can't answer succinctly, but overall... What's your feeling on the transfer window that we've had? My feeling is it's a, and and this is a continuation of January. This is a squad overhaul on a scale that no club of this size has ever attempted. Um, the whole squad has changed. Eighteen and, years ago. Eighteen years ago. Now it's even bigger than that. But 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 with this, but Chelsea weren't the same club. It, 18 years ago and also there wasn't this much money involved even no, adjusted no, no. for inflation still 13 players were, were booted. yeah yeah this is like this is the third window in a row and the second window if you're talking about this youth movement that that they've really been pursuing where they've basically replaced the entire squad and it's a brand new team and they're now the youngest team in the premier league um and it's going to take some time for us to really get a good sense of what they have now. I think they've assembled a lot of talent. Some of these players will miss. Some of them might miss badly, but some of them I think will hit and are already looking like they're going to hit very, very well. Uh, and it'll be up to Pochettino to to try and make sure there are more hits than misses. Just and... very, quick, very quickly, Chich, the last thing was your Mudrick question, which he answered about, he answered really intriguingly because yeah. I got the impression that he felt that Mudrick somehow wasn't mentally in it as well as physically, he didn't think he, he was prepared at the moment. And it sort of makes sense because he was so dreadful against West Ham. So uh, um, uh, I, th I found it intriguing that he actually singled him out saying he's a very good player, but it isn't working for him mentally or physically at the moment. So, uh, um, but, I, but I, I because Palmer plays very similarly on the left-hand side, I'll be intrigued to see what Mudrick's role ultimately is. Yeah, I, I deliberately asked Pochettino a really open-ended question today about Mudrick because his situation has seemed a bit strange along uh, for a long time now. And in pre-season, I, I know a lot of people went wild for some of the clips and the goal he scored against Brighton. There were there were little flashes that went viral, um, but his overall performances jarred with the rest of the team that Pochettino was was building if you watch the games he doesn't know how to play in this system he doesn't really know how to play as part of this team yet and it's it also seems clear to me that he hasn't been coached at the highest level very much um because he, you know coming from the Ukrainian league he hadn't even played that many games for Shakhtar uh so he he really is he's a 60 million pound project <laughs> Unbelievable. Which is a scary thing. Yeah, it is. But he is but he's a project with incredible tools. Like I've never seen a player live, because I haven't seen Mbappe live. I've never seen a player live as fast as him. Mm. I think yeah, he's pretty, top pretty. five player, players in the world for You speed know, I, I call him Billy Wiz on my fan bite. I call him Billy Wiz. Yeah, and that's incredible. If, if he can harness that and 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 you know get some of the other more fundamental things in place. Well, I hope so too, because when I was playing, playing for the mighty Ropley Tigers in the mid to late seventies, uh, we had a we had a a player who used to we used to stick him on the left wing called David Brill, and he was very very fast, large, and he used to play rugby, 
and he played football like a rugby player. That's all I'm saying. You, you know, he, he was very, very fast, but when the minute he got the ball, he'd fall over or he wouldn't find a player. He was rubbish as a footballer. I just hope Mudrick is not related in any way, really, but we'll right, see. But I call him Billy the Fish, if yes, he's you, real. Billy the Turd would be more appropriate. Okay. Um, right, Liam, you have been nothing short of fantastic, as you always are when you when you grace us with your large eminence and presence. Um, have a nice weekend. Are you going to the game tomorrow, Liam? I am, yeah. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, looking en- forward to it. Enjoy the day. Hopefully we'll get you back on very, very soon. And uh, enjoy the remaining uh, two hours and 50 minutes of this utter insanity that they call the transfer window. I just checked. They haven't signed or sold anyone the last that's, half hour. That's very so. remiss of them while you've been on air. I mean, the least they could have done was, was mm. actually, you know, we could have announced something while you were on the air, but there we go. But have Forrest bought anybody else well, well, uh, on the door? Probably. 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 Well, well, good segue, JK, because we're going to find out in a minute because we've got Opposition View coming up. But until then, Liam, thank you. And uh, we will be back in a minute after a very short break. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it. It's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters, and proper Chelsea. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. I am Stanford Chidge, of course, and uh, I've got the brilliant uh, Jonathan Kidd with me. Oh, Chidge, thank you. And the fantastic uh, Dane Whittle, who poor old Dane didn't get a look in in part one because Liam Toomey was so bloody fantastic, mate. What can I say? I apologise. Yeah, so that's cool. All right, we'll make up for it in these next two parts. Now, uh, of course, the, the next part, as we all know, it means it is time for this. The Opposition View. That's right, it is The Opposition View, and uh, unlike last week where I failed miserably to find anybody who supports Luton Town, uh, which wasn't necessarily uh, proven in the match we played against them when they were a bit raucous, actually. But uh, this week I have found somebody. I'm delighted to welcome to the Chelsea Fancast the wonderful Adam Wicklow from the Red Side of the Trent podcast. Good evening, Adam. 
Evening, gents. Thanks for having me. You're all well? I'm very well. Well, we're always well on a Friday. It's usually a Sunday we don't feel so well afterwards, but that has, <laughs> that's been the way of a Chelsea fan in recent history. That could be mentally ill after the performances we had last season. Yeah, or physically ill if we've <laughs> drunk too much. Either way, we tend to because be ill on of the a Sunday. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. they, they do lead into each other. Um, I'm delighted to have you on. I mean, you, you like us, are part of the, uh, the TalkSport fan network, which is making my life much easier because it means I can find people to get on the show who I might not otherwise have known. So we've not seen you before. It's lovely to meet you. Um, let's kick off, really, with Forrest, obviously, because that's what this bit is for. I mean, I feel a bit for Forrest, because, I mean, I, I think, you know, your results haven't been too good so far. You've had a horrible start to the season in terms of who, you, who you've had to play. I mean, United and Arsenal. But actually, I think you've you've either been completely robbed and mugged like you were at United... And how on earth they they sent Joe Worrell off, I, I'll never know. So you've been kind of mugged a bit or unlucky a bit. And I just think that you've been playing a lot better than the results would suggest. Is, is that is that a fair is that a fair analysis of it, Adam? I think away from home, definitely. At home against Sheffield United, we kind of rode our luck a bit, maybe sank to their level, maybe. Um, Joe, when you've been like used to low block football for the entirety of last season, it kind of, I think it players get a bit weirded out when they actually get the ball for a change especially against a side like Sheffield United and I don't think I think we kind of maybe it was a bit complacent after scoring so early on but against Arsenal Man United we got beat 5-0 at the Emirates last season 3-0 at Man United the season before so to be actually competitive in both those games was a really nice change to see shame that we threw away a two-goal lead at Man United it doesn't matter how you look at it we, we threw away two-goal lead though they had a, an assistance from from the referee and no assistance from VAR. I don't know how they've gave a penalty and sent Joe Worrell off. I'm, I'm not what, sure. What what was what was going on? What is the matter with them? We're all watching at home and we all say it's a foul. What or what we say? I just don't get it. What? Why are they capable of making these decisions? It's it's beyond me. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, Pet hate of mine, you know. Definitely, but the, but the, but I know, I know, we, I know, we've we've, we've not had, had help from refereeing decisions or anything. But albeit, we we still defended poorly. Really, we shouldn't allow the the first one to happen where keep where Turner's palmed it out and then Rashford's run down the line when our centre half's pointing to where he's going to run and put a ball in the box. And then you shouldn't allow Bruno Fernandez to switch play and then. Rashford to switch play again for the ball to get headed across goal and a tap in. It's just not acceptable. But it's a lot better than last season. At least we're not getting thumped and we're actually having a go at these sides and giving everyone a bit of food for thought. So that's been nice. But I don't know if you've seen the rest of our fixtures at the start of the season. We play obviously yourselves tomorrow. We play Man City the one after. Then I think we get a nice one like Palace, which is still not a, an easy place to go. And then we get Liverpool. So it's, it's all upwards after that, I think. Well, I mean, that's a good point, Adam. I mean, you know... <laughs> I, I don't think it's... I mean, yeah, you'd prefer not to have all that happening in one go because you could end up, you know, with very few points after nearly 10 games and that was going to make most people wobble. But on the other hand, you do get it out early, you know. And, and, and I think... I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued by Forrest and I think a lot of people, a lot of football supporters are... I mean, I, I'm personally glad to see them back in, in the Premier League. You know, I grew up, as I said, we're, we're all old gits here apart from Dane. Dane's actually the oldest one here. He just he just looks a lot younger, really. But you know, I mean, we we all we all grew up, you know, watching football in the seventies and the eighties. And of course, you know, I, I I remember very fondly seeing Forrest win back to back European cups. I don't remember them fondly so well 
stuffing Chelsea 7-0 in 1991, but we'll talk about that another time. But, you know, I I feel that Forrest belong in the Premier League. You had a long time out after Cluffy went. Uh, You've come back. It's a very different landscape now. And then, of course, Steve Cooper, who's highly rated, of course, but not you wouldn't call him a big you know managerial name in the scheme of things and then you then you kind of almost bought more players than we did at the beginning of last season and everybody's going what on earth's going on so i i'm absolutely intrigued by but i think you got better as the season went along you know so i i suspect you can probably pick up from that this season is is that how you're all feeling or are you a bit more kind of nervous about things i think it's it's going to be an interesting season. I, I mean, I, I will probably check my phone at some point when you get to the transfer bit because we, we're, I think we're in the middle of signing Ibrahim Sangare from PSV and that's a big signing and obviously letting Brennan Johnson go. I think surely, season, surely not a bigger signing than, than Hudson Adoy. I mean, they're both good signings in, in retrospective, <laughs> uh, whatever, however you look at it. But yeah, I think last season people didn't realise that we'd lost so many people on loan and then... We lost the goalkeeper, we lost captain, we lost quite a few key players. So we had to make a lot of signings. And I think it kind of was more throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks almost in, in some respect. And I think largely, actually, quite a lot of the signings worked out in some way, one way or another. We got really unfortunate, like yourselves, with so many injuries. Coincidentally, we've hired your backroom staff, I think. I think we've got your uh, head of physiotherapy now at Forest. I can't... I, can't remember his name to save my life. He was very good, unlike yeah. Dave Grohl's physio, which is who we've got now, apparently. <laughs> I think we I think we've got the, the physio who Tuchel had when you won Champions League, I believe. So that that's I think hopefully this season that will kind of balance itself out. And then we we started kind of slow this summer with 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 bringing players in and, and I think it's gonna take time to gel. And I think it will be the kind of the same where we might start a bit slow and then it might progress like you say, because I think we want to try and go go away from that low block football and actually get at teams because we've now got the personnel to do so, especially in midfield as well as up front, really. So, so... You're very good at the low block stuff, though. This is what I was always impressed. The speed that you got the ball up the other end. I mean, case in, in, in point, it's the uh, the game against Chelsea at the, at the City Ground last year when you... Um... You, you were. I was bemused by you didn't win it because the second half you were completely all over us, mm. and uh, and and I was always impressed to the, the the boy who keeps scoring all the goals for you. What's his name? The centre forward. Uh, oh, Tyro, you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems to be completely on fire, and I just thought, wait, and he's such a unit and so quick. Do you think he gets the ball the other end? And is that is that a has it been a, is it a problem just seeing them suddenly look as if they're going to go after teams as opposed to playing the block and boosting the ball up the pitch and running after it, which appeared to be most of the tactic from last year. I, f- I feel you've kind of got to like try and change it up where you can play both yeah, ways, yeah, haven't yeah. you? You've got yeah. to try and adapt and adapt quickly. You look at Pep Guardiola where Newcastle started to try and press his team and then you've got Edison who can go, well, I can lob a ball 60 yards to the left winger or the right winger and then completely bypass your, yeah, your just press. Change it accordingly, yeah. So yeah. I think, I think Forrest have kind of got to become more adaptable. Last season, we tried to play football we tried it against Spurs and we got beat by a world-class striker at the end of the day in Harry Kane but we was all over him like a like a rash but pretty football doesn't win your results at the end of the day this is this season this is where I see where people are harping on about Burnley all of a sudden saying oh they're going to play this pretty football if they play pretty football all season they're going to get found out and if they can't revert to getting results they're going to have a really tough time so it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see how they go this is where I think like 
team like Luton or Sheffield United might actually do better than Burnley because they can dig in and they can be horrible and, and teams don't like that. No. We saw that last season. Teams don't like it. Chelsea didn't like it. Arsenal didn't like it. Chelsea have never Liverpool. liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, it's it's hard. It's hard to break these teams down unless you've got a a fantastic creative player, which we don't, or you've got a great goal scorer, which we don't. Now, and we haven't addressed that in the transfer in our transfer window, by the way, Adam. What have what have Forrest addressed? I mean, I I, we we know because we're Chelsea supporters that you've you've signed Hudson and Doy, so we can tell you all about him in a minute. I know you you've just lost Johnson to Spurs, and I know we were interested in in him. I mean, a, 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 a talented boy, but, you know, he's young and a bit unproven. But what else have you, you know, who else have you bought? Who have you let go of and what difference will it make? So Dean Henderson, we got dicked around by Man United for Dean Henderson. He couldn't apparently do a medical. He's gone to Palace for 20 million. We we offered 20 million for him and he's gone to Palace. So we then look at Matt Turner from Arsenal in goal. We've signing um, a Benfica keeper today, probably probably come in at like 10.59, won't it, called Odysseus Vladim. I can't say his last name. It's like throwing letters from a, on a Scrabble board, basically. <laughs> He's going to be... They're going to battle up for, for the number one position with uh, Ole Eno, who come through at Chelsea. He's coming at fullback, kind of free from Torino. Uh, Murillo from Corinthians is signed today. hudson Adoy today. Sangare, hopefully, this evening. Uh, Nicolas Dominguez in a swap deal for Remo Freuler from Bologna, who was their captain last season. He's come through today. Oh, my. It's really hard to remember, isn't it? Uh, Anthony Langer <laughs> from from, uh, from Man United. It's like the generation <laughs> game, isn't it? Cuddly toy, microwave yeah. oven. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's actually quite funny because it's all happened in such a short yeah. space of time. You kind of forget that, you've, that we've only signed maybe like 10 or 11 players. We've actually got rid of about 20 or more. I think it is. And we've actually only spent like 30 million euros. Yeah. So it's not actually all, we've actually done some really good business, this transfer window oh, and it's all upgrades. Um, so it's all positive. Good. So you're happy. That's what we want to hear. Now, um, JK invoked uh, the uh, brilliant Awani, uh, who, who is on fire at the moment and um, took, you know, we don't have a striker. So we get very jealous when we find other teams have got strikers that can actually, you know, hit the back of the net. He's a, uh, He's the first player to score seven in seven consecutive Premier League games for Forest, and apparently just the third African to ever achieve that feat. Well, when you think of some of the great African players that the Premier League has seen, I mean, we've had, I mean, Drogba, obviously an African, Samuel Eto'o just to springs to mind. The legend that is Dem- was Dem- Demba Bar was French, wasn't he? J.K. was he? No, I don't think. so. I can't remember. Was he? Was he from Senegal? I thought he was Senegalese. Senegal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Another African. Yeah. So yeah. you know that's this this guy is he, is he? I mean, how good is he? That's the question I really want to ask. I actually thought he was a clogger last season. <laughs> at the very very at the very very start of it, he looked like he couldn't he couldn't control he couldn't like he, he looked like he couldn't control the ball whatsoever. It wouldn't stick to him. He was a bit unorthodox. He I mean, can, you he look trap at the, it. He can trap it further than I can kick it. Yeah, I mean, the goal against West Ham in the first home game of the season, it comes off his shin. The one thing I will say about Tyrone is he's in the right place at the right time. And although he's a bit unorthodox in his finishing and he's not the cleanest striker of a football, he, he puts the ball in the goal. So what, what does it matter how he gets it in? And then he went on this run of four. I mean, he had, a, he had an injury just after January last season when we started to kind of get into a little bit of run. We, he scored the goal that won as our only away game last season against Southampton. And then when he come back, 
he played the game against Chelsea. Uh, no, not against Chelsea. I can't remember who he, who he come back against. But then he just he scored, and then he just hasn't stopped scoring since. Mm. And he's just an absolute brute. And this season, he actually looks a lot fitter, a lot leaner. I mean, if you watched the goal against Man United, I didn't know he was that quick. He absolutely left Rashford for dust. Yeah, yeah. good goal, good goal. I, he looks a good player to me. Um, who, who else have you got? For, I mean, you know, who, who's going to threaten or be a big threat for Chelsea on Saturday when we play? You know, who, what players should we be worried about? I think the obvious is Morgan Gibbs White. Mm, he's a good player. He likes to pick up uh ball in the pocket on the half turn and, and kind of be be that creative outlet. Sometimes he does frustrate you because he tries flicks and tricks and maybe sometimes in the wrong places, but then like you kind of know where his intentions are coming. So you can kind of like warrant him getting it wrong here and there. And he's still a young player at twenty three in terms of how much he's played in the Premier League. He's played a lot of championship football. So he's still coming to terms with it, but he'll definitely be someone we've got to use as a threat. Anthony Langer, obviously, because of his pace. Uh, we're actually going to probably have to be a threat from set pieces, long throw-ins like we were last season against Chelsea because we're a bit light in midfield for tomorrow, you'll be glad to know. But we've got two brutes in there in Czechiatti and Ryan Yates. So I'm sure they'll be trying to kick lumps out of Enzo Fernandez, Conor Gallagher and... Moises Casido. No, hang on, well, well, Yates is good at that. Adam's got inside info because he knows that Adam, uh, that Conor Gallagher's playing tomorrow. So that means we're not selling him. Well, thank you, Adam, for that breaking news. <laughs> I'm just kind of making assumptions. Yeah, that's an assumption Yates I'd like to Yates had a nice scrap last year every time he played Chelsea. There was a, seemed to be running battles in the midfield with Yates. Um, he seemed to be... He, 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 he's, how can I put it? He's a strong competitor, isn't he, Yates? Yeah, he's uh, kind of likes to ruffle a few feathers. I mean, he was so unpopular the season before we got like, maybe just before Cooper got in, everyone was saying he's not even like championship standard. They were like, let's sell him to a League One side. And then now everyone's like, well, he's he's got to be one of the starting names on the team sheet because he just likes to fight everyone. And you kind of need that player who's going to get about not be very pretty, but win the ball back and yeah. be a nuisance. My, and and, my in, and then he falls on the ball and just smiles at you. So yeah. it's great. Yeah, my kind of player. <laughs> I love all of that. Um, do you want to know about Hudson-Odoi? Yeah, I mean, we had a Chelsea fan on ours. I, 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 to be fair, we, it you was mean you didn't friend... ask any of us, Adam? It was a friend. It was, a friend hell, of, mate. It was, a, it was a, uh, one of our uh, colleagues. Is uh, He's from Kent. He's a... Forest fan from Kent, so he's got got a friend who's a Chelsea season ticket holder we've had on the show last season, and he kind of said that. Who was it? We, a... we probably know him. His name's Dave Cook. We don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not a podcaster as such. He was just a friend of, of of one of the lads, and and he said he's he's a menace. And obviously, I know he's had his injury woes, but he he looks absolutely beaming to be at the city ground when he mentioned Cooper, because obviously they got that connection from the yeah. under seventeens World Cup, so. I'm I'm excited to see him, and obviously, if we got him for a steal of like what it's five million that we've been eight, reported. Eight, I think it is eight, eight. I mean, you got offered like fifty million from Bayern Munich, and seventy-five, seventy-five million. Yeah, so we're getting him for like ten percent. Like, what, what, what did he? What did Dave Cook say that he was a menace? He's a menace across the attacking front line. Can play anywhere. Likes to play balls in behind. Obviously, yeah. Quick. I think I think um, I think we see a different. Hudson Adoy, but <laughs> should we tell him? Chief? Well, I don't know. Why doesn't Dane tell him? We hey, Dane, Dane, get in crazy. there. Sorry, get in there, Dane. Well, yeah. Well, it's 
harsh on him, isn't it? Because that menace across the front line was maybe before the injury. Uh, and then, obviously, he's had to come back from a horrible injury when Tuchel saw him as a sort of wing-back. Uh, he, he had a decent run, didn't he? Remember him scoring against Juventus and when we beat Juventus 4-0. He, he had a good run then, but he the just last never seemed time, to... The la- that's the last time Chelsea played well, mate. Yeah, he just never seemed to find that explosiveness. You know, we all knew about him from probably one of the biggest talents to come out of the youth team, you know, was known through world football. Uh, in a 4-3-3 from on the left, would cut in on the right, scored so many goals. You know, if you ever... But listening to Jody Morris, I don't know if you do, but he, he raved about him and he's still a massive supporter of him now. And we, I suppose we just never saw that. Uh, Maurizio Sarri, when when he when he took over and the links first started to uh, come out from Bayern Munich being after him, you know, I don't know if he was pressured to to play him or or, or he thought he had to because of his performances in training. But you you did see the, the talent then, the talent then, but that injury was uh, really a setback. And I think this is a, I think... I think JK's wrong with the transfer fee. I think just before we come on Twitter, I think you're right. It just come out with something like three million plus two million add-ons. It was really but low. I don't know if we got a big eight on Sky. Eight on Sky. But yeah, someone. I think someone released it. One of the one of the decent journalists released it literally about seven fifteen. And I, we might have a big sell-on fee, but he definitely needs it, doesn't he? You know, he hasn't played. He's that kickstart in his career. What is he? Twenty-two. Uh, I don't think he's played for England for four years. You know, his goal ratio has never got anywhere near his youth football. You hoped that Bear Leverkusen loan last season would kick him on, and it, it never did. You, you saw glimpses or highlights, but it's a shame. I, I wish him all the best. You know, yeah. hopefully he can get his, his uh, career back on track. But while we're talking about Chelsea players, a little bit worried about Andre Santos. Uh, I don't know if you went the other day. And I know he played 90 minutes for you lot before being substituted. But, you know, this is another guy with a massive reputation. We, you know, he's, he's got a good Premier League loan. But if you're buying what we've, you already said with Yates and the guy from, is it PSV? Yeah, Sangare. Who we was actually linked to a couple of years ago. Uh, it's a bit of a worry why, how much game time you think he will, might get. I mean, I don't know much about Andre Santos, but I do think he will get game time because our injury record is abysmal like yourselves. So I do think there'll be rotation in there. And I think I think because of the change of system, he'll, he'll get he'll get game time. I think he's, he's a better player than Yates, technically. I mean, I, I don't even have to watch him to know that. I just know because Yates is just a, a brute <laughs> rather than a footballer, to be honest. Was he there the other night? No, no, luckily Honestly, not because it was abysmal apparently. So, but I know he, I know he had a nice little cameo, but the whole team were were were, were shit. Let's face yeah. it. So. Well, as Chid said earlier, with your manager, he's got a good pedigree with with getting those youth players. For I remember him at Swansea, he took a couple of our youngsters then and 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 really helped him on uh, to another level. So you know he he's not going to blink and yeah. let him well, down. He well, wouldn't have. What? What? Sorry, finish your point, Dane. I didn't mean to. I know. I was just saying that you know he he would have. Before before you these midfielders start to be signed, you know he's one of the managers I would have pointed out. Well, I would have liked Santos to have gone and played under because he, you know, he has got that pet pedigree. Uh, he has got that that eye for, for young talent. Mm. Uh, Adam, what what do you think of Steve Cooper? Because I mean, he is highly rated. He's got something about him, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I I think he speaks from the heart and and wears his heart on his sleeve for sure. And he's got a massive connection with the fan base. We absolutely love him. I mean, we we backed it. We had to. We we really backed him last season. I mean, you could say fans kept him in his job at some point because I think after Leeds, it almost looked like he was going to say goodbye. And and then the club come out and actually gave him a new con. Uh, well, not gave him a new contract. They gave him another vote of confidence as such. And 
to be fair, it it, it proved dividends because we stayed up in the end with a game to spare. Luckily, I think this season now he's giving he's going to be given the tools to progress as up the league. And I mean, our new centre half from Brazil, Murillo's already talked about wanting to win trophies. Hudson Adoy's already told Sky he wants to win trophies. So the ambition is definitely there from the calibre of player we're bringing in. So now it's all on Steve Cooper. The pressure's actually on him probably this season to progress our style of football and progress us up the table because the chairman's backed him again. I, I feel like if we're kind of dwindling even mid to lower table now with the squad that we're assembling and it's not pretty football, I've, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. As much as that pains me to say, I'm a bit of a, I'm a realist and want to win at the end of the day. The sentiment kind of goes out the window at that point. So it'll be interesting. I hope he does progress with us because like you say, he's a really good up and coming young manager. He's had success pretty much all of his club career, you'd say, because he got back to back, uh, well, back to back, back, playoff succession with Swansea and then Forest and then kept us up for a season. So and then obviously with the England and seventeen. So he's got pedigree. It's just whether he will progress now with with, with the kit that he's got. Mm, interesting stuff. JK, you wanted to pop in a minute ago. Is is, is the moment passed? <clears throat> it's passed. I'm it was sorry. Just, it, it was only it was just that Tuchel um he was Adoy was the most the player that incensed Tuchel the most. Yes. Because true. he would go mad on the touchline because he wouldn't take people on. And his default was to play the ball back rather than take them on because he was aware of how excellent he was in training at beating players. I and think that comes with a confidence thing, doesn't confidence it? confidence thing, absolutely right. I, absolutely. Think, I, think, I think Cooper will definitely give him that. And then obviously the connection <laughs> that he's got with, with Gibbs-White will, will help and our, and our yeah. kind of younger front line. So hopefully if Hudson-Odoi gets to like 80% of what, what got him that rumour to to buy and it's still a really good positive completely, completely, five completely. mil fee like that's that's like that's unheard of in the premier league unless you're brighton and you're well, finding some sort of gem out of the out of the crevices of, of a mine somewhere well i mean it's you know if you can get a tune out of him if, if cooper can get him playing like he was as, as dane and jk were saying before he got injured and there was no doubt, potentially, there was a huge talent there. His ability to run at people and beat them and go past them. And he's got skill as well. And he's, and he's got a cracking shot on him too. I mean, he can, he can stick the ball in the net. If you can somehow rekindle that player, then you have got the bargain of the century. But, of course, it's always about if. And, I, I, I mean, we used to say about it. I mean, we, we all really loved him. We all desperately wanted him to do well. We all always want, you know, our, our academy products to do well. Um, and, and, and Hudson and Doe was no different. And and I always felt that because I was there when he got injured and there wasn't a player within, you know, five metres of him. So his Achilles tendon just went ping. And uh, when he came back, you could tell that he just didn't have confidence in his body. Because, of course, I used to say this on the show. I said if some hairy-ass centre-back had, like, you know, scissor, scissor tackled him and broken his leg... He could rationalise that and go, well, you know, I just won't make sure I don't get in a position where I'm going to get scissor tackled by a hairy ass centre half. But when when his Achilles went with nobody around him, it just went. That's going to excuse my expression here. Fuck with your head, and he mm. played like it. So not only was it a lack of confidence on the ball because he had been out of the game for a while, I think it was a lack of confidence in his head caused by that doubt about his body. So 
I, I would hope that Cooper and his management team have got some good uh, good psychotherapists in the camp and work on him. Because again, as I said, if you can get a tune out of him, you've got a hell of a player potentially. There you go. I stunned everybody into silence there. It's not often I do. Well, <laughs> actually, I do it all the time. People like usually fall asleep, but there you go. Um, Adam, as I said, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Forrest, really. I mean, largely because of Cluffy and the European success, because basically you weren't Liverpool, which really, really helped at the time. Um, but I also love... Not- it was a wonderful side. Oh, it was. It was. I mean, I, I could pretty much name... Wonderful I, yeah, players. I could name wonderful that side. Players. I could pretty much name that side now still, which is really weird, you know, considering I don't support Forrest. Um but uh, it's also, I love Nottingham. It's one of my favourite cities. I quite often go up to the cricket uh, at Trent Bridge, which is, and it's just a great few days up in Nottingham. I just love Nottingham. So I've got a bit of a soft spot for you lot. Have you, have you got any particular memories of playing Chelsea? Have you, have you been down to the bridge? Are you coming tomorrow? I came last season. Unfortunately, can't come tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we're kind of like trying to just check the scores. I, I bloody booked a day of the wife for getting went into the break. Do you know what? Breakers, so you know, did I. So did I. And I'm, I'm, I can't go tomorrow either, mate. Yeah, no, I went last season and I said this uh, I said this to a few people, but it was actually one of my favourite grounds I've been to in my lifetime. I just like the closeness of the, of the pitch um, and the safe standings is excellent. Obviously, the first time I've actually experienced that somewhere. So, yeah, it was a good day out. And obviously, we got a result at the end of it after watching Leeds draw to Newcastle when I thought they were going to lose. So, it was a bit touch and go because we needed something at least at the bridge. But you lot gifted us two goals luckily that day so that was a good time i remember we used to play you in the fa cup quite a lot or league cup and get absolutely dicked um and then and then we we got sick of playing chelsea and started to play arsenal every season instead (laughs) so um yeah kind of they're 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 my early memories but i went i went went home and away last season and it seemed like raheem sterling turned up for those two games but this season he looks a hell of a lot better player this year for you guys i'm i'm quite worried to playing inform sterling this yeah, time yeah definitely well what how do you think it's going to go tomorrow i'm i'm very worried about our midfield getting overran because we've only literally i think we've only got two available it might not even be two it might be just ryan yates on his own so we might have to kick three people for, <laughs> for his efforts um so I'm, I'm worried about that but i think if we if we can get a repeat of last season's result, I'll absolutely snap your hand off off you all day. But I, I do think we'll be <sighs> awkward, is, is what I'm going to say. Tyra won. You'll probably look to Ragdoll de Sassi or or Thiago Silva like he did last season at, at the Bridge. Uh, I know Thiago Silva probably had the better of him at the City Ground. So, but when you've got an informed smiling Tyra one, it's dangerous game. So mm. I think we'll be we'll be we'll be we'll be counter attacking tomorrow. I, I'd I'd imagine try and break on the on the get on the counter, Elanga, Gibbs White and a one, you going forward, hopefully and try and some, sneak something. Hopefully we catch Chelsea out on a bad day because I do think you are still kind of climatising to all these new players, young players, especially in Pochettino's style. So I think, it's, yeah, it could be, it could be, you could either thump us and it all click together or, or, or you kind of stumble through it and we manage to get a point off you. Hopefully that will happen. If you score early, do you think you'll just like, you know, sit there and part the bus? I mean, we didn't we didn't do that against Man United, so I hope no. not. <laughs> um, I think I think there'll be a much more focused minds if we went a goal up, if not two. So I like to think we've had words with ourselves almost after that incident because we look completely shocked. But actually, when you look at the performances both at Arsenal and Man United, we'd say we deserve to actually be here. During last season, we kind of thought it was like a like a day out almost, a free hit as people like to call it, but. 
we shouldn't have it. We shouldn't fear anyone in this division in, in my eyes, apart from Man City. And yeah. that's no disrespect to anyone else, no, no. but they're they're they're, 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 they're the golf really. Everyone else is there to be got at nowadays. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be shocked if we we sit on it these days. We actually look like we're we're fighting. Mm. All right, stick a number on it. I said one one in our pre-show, so I'll keep with that one one. No, Tyro will need to continue and hopefully beat Jamie's record in the process. At, yeah. at like, well, when he get eventually gets there, that'd be nice. Excellent stuff. Well, we will see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be there as well. But I'm sorry you're not going to be there too. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to definitely. Uh, when, when are we playing Forest away? Anybody know? I Can't, couldn't tell you. No, I, I, I've got not a Scooby mate, but. Uh, that is one away trip. I will. I will. I mean, ba- by, basically, I don't know what it's like for you lot, but it's it's non impossible to get tickets for away game. Trust me. Yeah, lot. it's the same, really. Yeah, so you have to like really call on a few favors. But that is a game that I, I will definitely call on a favor for because I just love going to Nottingham. My final question, which is totally irrelevant, this is which is kind of my thing. May. Really. May. May is it May? What yes. what date in May? Eleventh, second to last game of the season. Oh, yeah. a lovely day out in May in, right. in the sun, probably. I'm I'm up. I'm up for that one then and maybe combine it with a bit of cricket because what I wanted to ask you Adam is a final question you'll probably think I'm mad what is it like to have uh, one of uh, England's greatest living Englishmen as a supporter of Forest? I'm referring to Stuart Broad of course <laughs> I actually saw Stuart Broad at Chelsea away last season Did you my, really? friend got a pi- my friend got a picture of him in the away end yeah. he was the sta- um, whoa 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 Stuart Broad was in the away end at Chelsea and I didn't know yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure I do not believe it. It's not, it's not hard to miss him, really. He's massive. Well, true, he is. He's big, he's bad, um, he's better than his dad. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was really awkward watching him on Sky Sports News cover our game on Wednesday night for the for the League Cup. That was a bit strange. But yeah, no, uh, I don't know if you've seen the clip where we play Arsenal and he's actually playing at Trent Bridge and he hears this goal go in and you just hear him. He just, he's just in the backfield, like, arms aloft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. Not really giving a rats about the cricket. Yeah. He's an absolute legend, mate. And you've been an absolute legend for us tonight as well, Adam. Um, it's been a real pleasure for you know for coming on. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll get you on. Uh, well, we have to wait until May by the sounds of it. Which yes. Is, well, same, you never know. For you, we we do <laughs> as you said. I mean, we've had you in the cup four times in the last twenty odd years, so you never know. We might meet meet you sooner than that. But uh, we'd love to get you back on uh, in May at the, uh, at the for the for the preview show at that time. But thanks for tonight. Really, really enjoyed meeting you and enjoyed what you had to say. So thank you. You too. Thanks for having me, guys. No, well done, mate. Fantastic. Brilliant. There we go. That's the lovely Adam Wicklow from the Red Side of the Trent podcast. And uh, as I said, I hope we get him back on sometime in the future. Now, we're going to have a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to do our preview of the Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest game. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. And I am, of course, Stanford Chidge. And I'm joined by the very lovely, perfectly formed Jonathan Kidd. Oh, the bit to me aren't perfectly well, formed. You wouldn't want to know about You were that. when you were formed. No. no. No, really? Okay. So it's not, you can't even blame that one on age. No. No, no, well, never mind. Uh, we've all, like we've yeah. also got the brilliant uh, Dane uh, Whittle on the show tonight. Dane, of course, he looks all after. Our Instagram account, amongst many other wonderful things. Right now, we had the lovely Adam Wicklow from Red Side of the Trent on. In he part. was good, wasn't he? He was. He was very, very, very good. good. They all are, though, mate. I think this year we're going to get some pucker people on the show because, as I said, our little 
you know, relationship with Talk Sports coughed up loads of very good contacts for me. I'm going to still get some of the people that I like. You know, I see if we get Dave Vitti back on for Everton. Uh, and there's a few other people that I, I really like a lot who aren't in that. Bunch. Justin, Justin from Villa. We yeah, lo- yeah you see, we love. I mean, you know, Justin's become a mate. I keep trying to meet him up at Edgebuster for the cricket, but he always gets tickets for a different day than me. Maybe he means to. Anyway, uh, whatever. Right. Okay. It's time for us to talk about uh, the uh, the Nottingham Forest. And yeah, by the way, people, it's Nottingham Forest. Nottingham. It's either Nottingham Forest or Forest. It's never not Forest. We should have asked Adam about that. You know, it's stupid of me to, to only remember until now. It's Notts County. Never, never Notts Forest. So there you go. Just to to clue you in on that uh, right so um of course we wouldn't start the uh, preview of the uh, the match of the weekend without a chidge team selection which of course is now ooh, a ooh, ooh, yeah ooh, i know ooh, ooh. I, jk can't contain his excitement dane is looking sanguine about it he's probably looking i'm nervous. still getting over you saying you actually like forest my experience to them is a seven nil and a three nil loss in yeah January but i'm, I'm older than you i mean i think the point that i made earlier on was absolutely spot on the reason why I warmed to Forest winning two European Cups, because remember at this time, the possibility of Chelsea winning a League Cup was as far away as winning a European <laughs> Cup. So, you know, the, 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 so it was easy to, to go, I want Forest to win the European Cup, but also because it was not Liverpool. Exactly. You know, who, as, as Alex Ferguson once said, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to, wouldn't want a, 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 you know, a virus from or so. I can't remember what he said. Anyway, whatever. Do you want to hear my team selection? Forest were our telly team. Yes, they were our telly. You know, I used to watch it with my dad. He liked it. And he wasn't really a great football fan, but uh, he and I used to, I was allowed to stay up and watch sports nights for, uh, you know, specially. Even I'm made up. I'm going to go home now. Actually, I already am home, so I won't. Right, listen, my team is... Now, I'm going, to do, I'm going to do Mopo's team first. This is who I think Mopo will pick. Uh, Sanchez, Colwell, Silva, Dizazi, Chilwell, Caicedo, Gallagher, controversially, uh, Gusto, uh, and then Fernandez, Jackson, Sterling. So the, um, the awake people will, will say, but Chidge, Chidge, that's exactly who he picked against Luton. And you would be absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So, and I think he'll keep, Fernandes playing up in the more advanced role as, as as one of the two behind Jackson. And actually, you'll be even more surprised to, to know that I'm going for exactly the same, apart from one fundamental difference. I would actually still like to see Gallagher playing in the more advanced role rather than Fernandes, because I think Fernandes can get up and down. I don't see it's a problem. And maybe, uh, you know, against uh, against Forrest, you know, I know, I know that maybe maybe Silver and Dazazi will have their hands full with a one a one e, but uh, I don't know. I, I'd like to see Gallagher play up up, up a more advanced. Role. So, what, what do you think of that, J.K.? All you've done is just moved Gallagher and Fernandez like chess. <laughs> it's just like a chess game, mate. It's the same team essentially, but you're saying well, I, I, I think he's I think he's going to pick the same team as last week. There are no new in. I mean, Colwell took a knock on Wednesday, but I think he's okay. There were and no he's been more, selected for England. Yeah, there were no more injury concerns raised in the presser. We know Mudrick isn't fit still. He kind of said that himself. Uh, I, 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 and I, I, do you know what? 
The other thing is, I trust Mopo. I think he's a good manager. I, so, in other words, a bit like what and I hate to say, like what we would think, because we are clearly not managers. But I think he understands the benefit of going. This is the best eleven I've got. I need them to play together because they need to gel. So I'm not going to sit here making swaps and changes because I know what I'm trying to do. Unlike certain managers last season, J.K. Such such as whom, Chidge? <laughs> Who could it possibly be? Um, I, I I think he'll play. I think from now on, Fernandez plays. Uh, Enzo is the attacker because the fact he got more shots in and he should have scored at the end, and he scored a goal. I think is indicative of the way he's going to try and play him from now on. And I think, unfortunately, Gallagher will be playing not in his preferred position, which is further forward because he can get shots in. He'll be playing the defensive midfielder next to Caicedo. So, I mean, slightly more advanced because Caicedo really is uh, very much, uh, you know, observe. And as I say, he reminds me slightly of Makaleli. Observe and pass accordingly. Um, I just find it difficult when Chilwell plays with Colwell in the, the three at the back with the two wing backs that Chilwell is so advanced and terrific at it you know he just needs to improve his shooting a bit um but Colwell is isn't is essentially playing left back and he just needs to get a bit better at it um I think um Gusto is uh, is, is improving all the time I'm just slightly dismayed that uh Reese hasn't been spoken about by anybody is he is that the end of him for the for a long period because I thought he was just a you know a tweak away from getting back in again but um the fact that he's not even figuring in people's questions as to whether he's going to be fit or not makes me worry uh, that it was a, another hamstring injury too far, you know. Um, um, Dezazi is relaxing into it more. I think he, he made a, a, a terrible error. Um, uh, and in fact, it wasn't him who did it. It was Uga Chukwu made a terrible error um, and then and then mopped up having done it, was and was and which was excellent. Um, but he he seemed to lose energy, Ugochukwu, because I thought he was going to be he would possibly get into this side. I mean, I think it was very interesting that this not match what, fit. Uh, I would have thought. Well, he played him for ninety minutes, didn't he? For yeah. practically ninety minutes. He, he how many ninety minutes has he had in the last month? That's uh, true. It's true. Um, but uh, uh, that business about Connor not being quite the um, fitting into the pattern of what he's after doing or what the club is after doing is something that. That worries me because I think um, if you see the way that they're purchasing these very sleek, powerful, um, uh, streamlined players, and and Connor is very much a, a bustler, you know, and uh, um, and uh, uh, and I, I worry that occasionally his his misplaced tackling is something that they disapprove of because he can get very um, not over involved, but he just tries so hard. Um, but uh, as with all of these teams and at the moment, it is really just, a, it, you know, it's suck it and see, isn't it? It's a, it's um, I, I don't like calling it a project because that's what they tried to do last year. But I, it, it's it, it, for us and for the manager, it's seeing how all these players gel. And I agree with you completely, Chidge. I think you'll play exactly the same side. Um, it's just a question, once again, of who the subs are and who's going to get on. Um and I think that's, in a sense, what we should be debating, actually, more, because I think you're absolutely right for the selection of players are going to be exactly the same. Mm. I was going to just say, Sanchez actually <clears throat> looked very, very calm in the midweek game and made some very good plucks out of midair. Um, so perhaps he's 
you know, perhaps he's the uh, the man in possession for some for a period, unless you know he seemed to be completely inept. But he seemed to he can he, he seemed to control his area much more during week during the the, the week than he has before. Dane, we've hardly seen him. He's hardly played, of course. Dane, I was a little bit upset. Well, not not a little. Sorry, gone a bit OTT there. Uh, didn't like uh, Poch's very late substitutions against Luton. I thought a couple of the players who you're clearly keeping in your squad could have integrated a lot more, giving them a good 15, 20 minutes when we was, you know, clearly in a good position, 3-0 up. And, you know, some of them got a couple of minutes. Like, I even let Leslie come on quite late, didn't he? And that might have done him more to have a good 20, 25 minutes under his belt for the, uh, the, uh, the Wimbledon game. Mm. Uh yeah, so that's the substitutes, you know, JK mentioned. It would be interesting to know who's on the bench, but it would be nice to... My my favourite manager was always Angelotti, uh, on making substitutes was always Angelotti because it seemed like he, he, he had... seemed like he had this like, unwritten rule with the first-team squad. If he was in a massive, comfortable position, he would bring on the youngsters. Mourinho would still like to bring on the, uh, you know, the seasoned pros, but Angelotti was so good at bringing on like McKecker in those days, and I can't remember who else, uh, when we was like getting a good 3 4 nil. So it'd be good if Pochettino could do that, because we've clearly got, as as uh, Liam said earlier, massive overall of our squad, which and, and we need to give them as much minutes as possible so, so they're ready when needed, and obviously not willy-nilly when we're in a good position. Uh, mentioning Conor Gallagher, I think JK's right about that. We, uh, we would have been a different conversation if we would have uh, accepted a bid from Tottenham, who uh, Rich just said about twenty minutes ago. But Tottenham have now changed the nervous yeah. around Chaloba. It's on. Uh, it's on. Uh, the Athletic have just dropped this. Charlie Eccleston, who's the Tottenham Hotspur correspondent at the Athletic, and and given that we you know we know a few people from the Athletic, so they tend to be more reliable. But they're saying he's not going, and it, it pretty much played out as I said. Uh, you know, they they uh, they couldn't get rid of Hoiberg. I told you this. They spent the money on Johnson, so they didn't really mm. have it available for Connor. So it looks like, I mean, you know, there's still a couple of hours, just sh- uh, just over a couple of hours to go. But hopefully, that means that Connor is not going because I just think it would. I mean, you know, f- frankly, boys, I, I think it's a, it's a, it would be a stupid decision on football grounds. I really do. I, I, I rate Connor. Connor. I, I, I think we've gone into this uh, universe where it's all about stats and tricks and fucking FIFA nonsense and YouTube fucking highlight reels. You know, you cannot. You, you need players like Connor Gallagher on a side who will fight mm-hmm. for the side, who will put their foot in. Who will be fearless? Who will always be available? You know, he's not. He's and he technically is not as bad as a lot of people will try and make you believe. So, you know, and yeah, maybe as J.K. was saying, you know, maybe he won't be an automatic first team starter. But fuck me, look at Mourinho's twenty-five. Not all of them could start, and there were some world-class players who were outside of that top eleven. Am I right, J.K.? Yep. Yeah. Very much so. So I why think he's got. He's, he's he's almost got to learn a new position. Like I always thought. Sorry for Mason Mount. I never thought. We ever saw him in his favoured position, you know, and and with as J.K. said a couple of minutes ago, with with Connor, you 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 would never presume he would be a deep line pivot player, and you wouldn't have him as a number ten. He's somewhere in between, but we haven't got no players who's playing that in between. We but I do to... agree with you, with what you say. 
uh, at Palace, he was a good attacking midfielder. We had protection behind him and he would make those runs into the box, those instinct runs and, and score. But he can adapt. He he seems quite intelligent. And yeah. What I was going to say is we would have had a different conversation if we had have accepted a bid to Tottenham because I think it would have been an emotional one because being uh, you, you don't want your words to be taken out of context and there's clearly a massive divide on social media between how we feel uh, for players that come from the youth team, you know, personally, you know, being a, a local born and bred boy, you know, going up, growing up, stones throw from the ground, you know, people know my story, you you know, all, you know, get into the ground, muck around, play around, you know, is a thing. So we're, so when you have that feeling for a club and when 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 youth players come through, you, you automatically want them to succeed more than others. I don't know why it is, it's just the way it is. You, you have that connection with them and, we're always trying to explain why and always trying to, uh, you know, condone it when we shouldn't do, you know, it's a natural thing like people have, you know, like, like people have for their countries and people have for their cricket teams or, or whatever. Uh, but oh, well, well, I wasn't say they, 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 they said Tottenham sniffing, sniffing around Chaloba now. Uh, that was an exclusive a little while ago, but going back to the team. Yeah. Chidge, I wrote down exactly the same team as you, uh, I, I I can't see him changing from that. Nice to see maybe Cole Palmer have a good maybe 20 minutes if we're in a good position. Uh, Desire, I quite like Desire. I thought he, he was he was doing quite well at West Ham to that mistake. I thought he was handing Antonio well for like half an hour. But yeah, that exactly same team as you, mate. All right. I'll tell you what though, boys. Uh, one thing that needs to happen tomorrow, and I very much hope it will, and it kind of flows on from what JK and I were talking about on Monday, uh, Sterling needs to stay hot, does he not, JK? Because um, he was excellent against Luton. Uh, he needs to be excellent against Forrest because I think, you know, one of the things we were saying earlier on, you know, the way that, that, that Clear Lake have literally thrown out everything and replaced it all with young, unproven talent, uh, there's a dearth of experience. And, you know, arguably the most senior player we have... I mean, OK, you've got Thiago Silva, obviously, but second to Silva... You've got uh, Raheem Sterling, who's got 80 caps for England and has won, you know, won, well, he's won it all apart from the Champions League, I think. So, you know, he's got to, he's got to assume that, that role now as well. I mean, the leadership role as well as on the, on the pitch being, our, being, you know, what I keep saying we're crying out for, somebody who can create something and unlock a defence. But I think from a leadership point of view, I think he's assumed that mantle anyway because he's he's very vociferous. He, he, he expresses himself a lot and... Um, when they go over their drinks breaks, he's the man chatting about what's happening on the pitch as well and, and communicating with Pochettino, um, which appears to be the norm now in the Premier League. Anybody gets injured, everybody just congregates on the uh, um, halfway line and chats to the manager, which I thought was, wasn't was allowed. But, um, you know, what do I know anymore? Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he, he's been exceptional. Two games, fantastic. And, and he mustn't let it slip. Well, why would he want to? He won't want to. He'll want to maintain that level. And I think he's uh, he's mentally very tuned into his role and his abilities this season. So I I I, I don't think we're going to have a, a problem with him at all. I think we might have an injury problem. I think he'll be kicked a bit if he starts showing this um, this skill because that's what always happens to skill the uh, top skill. But he he would have had that when he was this this good at Liverpool and at City because we're getting glimpses of that. Well, glimpses. He in fact last week it was. He was what we'd seen before in the past. It was the the opening goal was was hazard esque, as I've said, um, and he's a very exciting player. I was just 
bemused personally by the fact that he did absolutely nothing at all last year and uh, was dismal and didn't even in pre-season didn't make much effort other than point and shout at people a lot um but no i i'm i'm um uh, i'm looking forward to what he will contribute tomorrow because i think he'll score actually i i really if if they don't if they don't kick him up in the air he'll be very uh well. Very dangerous because he's he's become a dangerous player. In oh. fact, it, it it sort of ticks a box now. I mean, I, I I'd be intrigued if Palmer does get a go. I think it'd be interesting to see if Palmer does. I don't see why not. He's not unfit. What, um, what do you think of Palmer? Um, he was very good for City on several occasions. In fact, when he played for City last year, I remember thinking, "Oh my goodness, what a great player! Where do they get these kids from?" But of course, he was the um, uh, he was on the other wing to Madueke in the Under Twenty One World Cup win, and was. Um, Excellent player of the competition, I think. He's a ter- he's a terrific yeah, player. A this prospect. is a terrific purchase. I yeah, have to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. This I, really I, is. This is this is top banana. Nobody yeah. should be doubting this at all. This is this is. I would go so far to say one of the um, of the youths that we purchased. He really is top draw. This boy. Well, I think what fascinates me is the fact that you know Phil Foden who I think is also a phenomenal talent yeah great player great but he player, was yeah. he was eased into city very very slowly not necessarily a bad thing but there was none of that with Cole Palmer they just put him straight in so i mean who knows maybe yeah. maybe Palmer's better than Foden eventually in the longer term but yeah what well, what do you think of Palmer uh, Dane yeah, I like the look of him i like the look of him it's clear it, it bamboozled me at first you know because this is a guy who'd been at City since he was 10, a City supporter, you know, and listen, they, they're going to go far in all competitions as they usually do, we can only presume. So you think with some of their sales, uh, he would have been getting quite a, quite a, good, quite a look in this season. Uh, you know, been scoring a couple of goals, a nice goal in the charity shield, by a little bit of a nick, you know, tall, you know, likes to run at people. I don't know if he's naturally both-footed. He, I've seen him score, again, we're going on highlight reels, aren't we? I've seen a lot more goals with his left and with his right. But, you know, I think Pep has always been quite honest and said, you know, if you come to me and say you want to go, you can go. And I think that was clearly, you know, again, is it the Joe Shields link again? Is it is it him? So maybe he'd been in his ear and 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 he just he, he fancied the project, you know. I know the guy from Wolves, maybe. They bought a guy from Wolves. I don't know if that was going to... Nunes, they bought Nunes, yeah. Stump his stump, and the other guy, the other winger, uh, they bought another winger as well. So I suppose two people in 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 two positions he could play. Maybe just thought, you know, why not? At the age of twenty one as well, it's a good age to move. Uh, yeah, and obviously just mentioning Raheem, you know, Raheem will know him really well, won't he? You can look out for him. Uh, I'd be really impressed with Raheem this season. Like J.K. said, he stunk the the place out last year but I was always from the uh, Martin Wickham school of thought when it comes to Raheem I still sort of hoped that there was something in there and uh, in pre-season I get what JK said but I could see although nothing was coming off in pre-season I could still see he was trying more you know he was trying to run at people he was trying to cross people he was trying to shoot you're right he was running he wasn't coming off it wasn't coming off, but he was he was trying and 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 even in the first couple of games you could see something and by all accounts he went to Potch and had a conversation and you know like two grown men they they they, they come to the benefit of Raheem and, and we we reaped those rewards in in that last league game so hopefully it carries on but that's going to be good for good for good for Cole Palmer having Raheem there Raheem will know him quite well it's a good point that I'll tell you what nothing nothing would give me greater pleasure than to see you know Raheem Sterling 
bag 15 plus goals for us this season, uh, show massive leadership credentials and really show us the player that he was at Liverpool uh, and City, which is kind of the point, JK. You know, if you're not putting putting it in and you're playing like shit, we will call it out. But we're, we're Chelsea supporters. I want every single player at this club to do brilliantly well. Uh, you know, it's as, it really is never that want, simple. Never want anybody to fail. No, ever. Absolutely ever. right. We want them to do Not well. Not even Lukaku. Apart from Lukaku. <laughs> uh, that's different. No, I'd have been happy if he'd suddenly scored a hat-trick. I'd have been happy. No, I but still the thought chances, he... I st- the chances of that were so yeah, slim. Yeah, I still think he thought he was a wanker, to be honest. Yeah, but, but a wanker who scored a hat-trick. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Wanker that scored a hat-trick. But, you know... I honestly, I would have so much delight in seeing Sterling really, you know, do what 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 we pay him to do and expect him to do, and show the class that he he clearly he clearly has. So there you go. Um, right, um, little interlude in 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 some respects between uh, what, you know talking about the match tomorrow, and what we're going to talk about now. Um, we've played Forest. Um, considering they've been I mean we haven't played them much recently because of course they haven't been in the Premier League although we did we played them in a lot of cup matches I mean as I was saying mm. earlier on we we uh, played them in uh, 2020 when we had the brilliant uh, 1970 kit uh, we played them the year before that uh, we played them in the League Cup in 2017 and then we played them in the Cup in 2007 and 2000s uh, interestingly both of those seasons were cup winning runs Um but we haven't played them much in the Premier League. We've played them, in fact, a total, I think, of uh, six times, uh, having won two at home, drawn three, and lost one. So we have a, a, a patchy record against them. But we have a... I mean, I've, I've, I don't often do this, but I've got the entire match history between Forrest and Chelsea up on our running order. And it astonishes me. We played them... We first played them in 1906. Uh and we lost against them four times. The first four times we played Forest, twice at home, twice away, we lost, including a 6-0 drubbing mm. at Forest and a 4-0 drubbing at home. It's remarkable how many times we've been absolutely mashed by Forest. Yeah. I mean, I, I singled another one out that actually you'll probably both remember. Um, I remember this. Uh, 20th of September, 1986, we lost 2-6 to Forest. Do you boys remember that? Was that at home? That was at home, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JK? Yeah, I was there, yeah. What, do you remember what happened? No, we lost. <laughs> Very, there we go. This is the kind of information you've grown to expect from the Chelsea fan cast. Yes, indeed. One of the most... Fa- can, I just, can I just interrupt a second? You mentioned um, um, kits. You mentioned the 1970 yeah. kit. Just, just as a quick interlude. Um why have Chelsea made the away kit blue? Okay, John, my my personal view on this mm, is, yeah, is, is that mm. our owners are so stupid they didn't actually realise that the away kit had to be a different colour from the home kit and basically they just thought it was another excuse to fucking fleece the supporters of money. Absolutely, that's exactly what I was going to say. Well done, thank you. Okay. Yeah. You, you and I, mate, we're like that. Mate, we're like With the same mind. Cheese and cheese. We're like Siamese twins, mate. Yeah, we are. We're like we're attached at the uh, at the navel. <laughs> at the what? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd like that. <laughs> okay, at the willy. No, no. Well, I think Siamese twins would be better. We're attached at the head, wouldn't it? Ugh. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to be horrible to people who suffer from being Siamese twins. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I no, we're mean, we're yeah. not Siamese twinsist. I was thinking of yeah. I was thinking of you. Wouldn't and they be me called Burmese twins? Now? Would they not be you called want... Burmese twins now? 
No, but it wouldn't be Burma because that doesn't exist either. It would be. Well, what's um, the name for Burma now? Um, begins with M. Yeah. Um, um, That's the clue. My mind's gone. Second letter is A. Close. I think I can't remember actually. I'm having a bit of a brain fart. Okay. Anybody listening live would like to tell me and J.K. what Burma now is. I can't remember. It does begin with M. This is appalling, isn't it? This is what happens. Yeah, we are suddenly yeah. desperately ill-informed. Yeah. No, we are desperately ill-informed, but also we're, Mer- we're, Mer- we're desperately old and losing our bloody memory, mate. And that's who what we're talking you? about. We're talking about memories of Forest here. No. Who are you? I don't know. I've forgotten that already. In 1991, Chelsea went to uh, to uh, the, uh, the city ground in Nottingham and yeah. lost 7-0. <laughs> oh, God, shush. I was were you, there, were you, were you were both there, were you? Yeah. Yes, yes. Now, if I ask you, if when I say to you, do you remember it? Don't say, no, we lost. Don't say, no, we lost. I remember, I think Roy King got a couple. He did. Yeah, it was... Clough scored as well, I think, didn't he? Not Brian Clough, I hate to Nigel, yeah. Mm, yeah. la, 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 la. don't want to listen I know, as I said earlier I went about three years later I went in January and we lost 3-0 and it was freaking horrible and that's my only two experiences of the forest ground 7-0 and 3-0 yeah there we go um, Is it, it's Miramar it's coming to me Myanmar 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 yeah Myanmar wow great rescue JK god I can see the cogs in your brain Doing yeah. overtime then. I kept thinking it's like Miriam. I kept thinking, is it like it's like a girl I went out with? No, Myanmar. Uh, my, my brain, mind. on the other hand, was a bit like Homer Simpson's, which has got like a peanut in it. You know, remember <laughs> you remember the X-ray of Homer Simpson's brain? Yeah, and that's what how mine was working. Then you two was earlier was talking about being joined at the hip. All I can have in my head was that Morgan and Wise skit where they uh, obviously sleep in bed together and they live together. And I could just imagine you two in bed together, your pajamas are in your books. Yes. Okay. Talking. I can imagine that too. We'd have to dance together as well, though. Oh, when you're making breakfast, yeah. in the we'd have to dance with Tom Jones as well. We both actually, I, I think Dave's, uh, Dave's got a point here. I used to like those sketches on Morecambe and Wise where they were making toast together in the morning, and they would yeah. uh, they would be in pajamas. That is exactly yeah. that is exactly and sit lying in bed in pajamas. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happens in the Chelsea fancast. People after the show, <laughs> J.K. and I, you know, have a little light light supper and a cup of tea. Then get into our pajamas, go to bed, and we talk about uh, the the show we've just done, and then we start thinking about the script for the next one, don't we, J.K.? You pop over here, don't you? I pop over to you. You do. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, right back to the football. Uh, let's, let's kick the football out of football. Right, uh, Forest. Uh, Forest are looking quite decent, as I said, in spite of results. So uh, my summation of this, really, Dane, is that this is not a game to be taken lightly. I also don't think it, this is not a gimme. I think I think this is going to be tight. I think that they are going to make it very hard for us to break them down. I think they're going to be quite dangerous on the counter-attack if they play some of their speedy players. And Awaniyi is clearly a goal scorer. This is going to be a lot tougher than you would have thought on paper, I believe. Well, that's proved last year in both games. I know, obviously, different managers, different systems and different players. But potentially, I watched uh, I, I watched Forrest at Arsenal. I watched that whole game. And, you know, it started off a little bit shaky, but they really grew into the game. And this second half was really impressive. They was really hitting Arsenal on the counter-attack. They couldn't, Arsenal couldn't really handle the striker. And then they brought that Elanger on, who they, who they got from Manchester United. And he had pace to burn. Uh, and you, you're right. Actually, as, as I've just mentioned, they've just, you need to get uh, Adam back on. They've just agreed to buy a player from Norwich. Uh, so they, their, their night's not over yet of transfers coming in. Uh, yeah, I uh, I think it potentially could be a good game, but this will be a good time to see Poch's, you know, Poch's football in mind and, and how he works. I have 3-1 in my head, but 
you know, it is, uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's too comfortable. And I do appreciate the fact they have had a hard start to the season, haven't they? Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes when you've had those games, I mean, you've got another game, it, it can plan their minds. So hopefully in this case, <laughs> we win 3-1 because it is playing on their minds. Um, I think that's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting take that. I mean, to be honest, JK, I mean, I, I'm going to go for 2-1. And uh, I, I actually said that it would be quite tricky against Wimbledon in the week because they wouldn't make it easy for us. And I thought that, as we said earlier on in the show, you know, that Poch would pick a lot of youngsters and then end up having to bring on the heavy artillery to, to win. And it was only Dan Silver that bullied me into saying 3-1. Otherwise, I would have got the prediction spot on for the Wimbledon game. He said 2-1, and he bullied you. He did. He bullied me into saying 3-1, didn't he? Yeah. So I'm going to go 2-1 on this, because I I don't think this is going to be easy. I tell you what, though. I tell you what. And I don't know how you feel about this. This is kind of why I'm about to ask you, really. But I think there's going to come a time when suddenly this this team and Poch and his ideas are going to click and gel, and they're going to hammer somebody. I just got well, a feeling in my bones, but I don't think it's going to be tomorrow. I think I think it just won't be they hammer somebody once. I think they'll start um, taking teams apart. It's a question of when it starts happening. I just think they'll play really intricate one-touch football. And You're seeing glimpses, aren't you, JK? You yeah. are seeing glimpses. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely agree. So even that late, that I know it was only, and I know it was only obviously Wimbledon, obviously Wimbledon. But even that late chance for Conor Gallagher, which he which he should have scored, where he dropped his shoulder and and, and put it over the bar, another yeah. ninety second minute. How that started from the back, yeah, which included Sanchez, it was a wonderful was, move. I yeah, absolutely agree. Very impressive. It, it's signs of that, and I think Fernandez um, is going to come good with scoring because he had about four very decent shots, which were well saved, which he wasn't doing at all last year. He was just hitting the corner flag, wasn't he, and mm. duffing. Whereas you suddenly thought, no, I think I think he's your man actually, but he has to play further forward. Um, I don't. I, I think he has the potential to be the the skillful player we 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 need for the middle, particularly if he's got Caicedo behind him. Um, it, it it's just not the jury is out as to well, it, not it'll be Poch being out in the training ground as to who the other midfielder will be. You see, I think Lavia fits the bill more than uh, than Connor possibly, and that's why I think Connor will come on. And that will be his role. But we, we'll see, JK, because Lavia's no, La- had, had one season for Southampton. He's younger. And yeah. as far as I'm aware, he's not a Bel- full Belgian international yet, although I could be wrong because I don't watch Belgium every week. Connor yeah. Gallagher's played for England several times. I mean, yeah. you know, th- th- this nonsense that's being... Exp- why should Lavia jump the queue ahead of Connor? He hasn't proven um, diddly fucking shit no, I, yet. I, I, I'm just trying to, to second guess the style of football that they want to play that's all one for belgium one gap one cap okay well well done lavia he's played once for belgium no, but you're I, right I, though I, you're right Chid. sorry to interrupt jk just quickly poch, poch did say in his press conference today hopefully he sticks to it because it can be like cliche he did say it doesn't matter if we paid a lot of money for you or you're, you're a young player or a player has been here you know last season you know if you're playing good enough you will stay in the team yeah. Just because he bought you, it doesn't guarantee nothing. You, you I nearly... wondered if he was significantly pointing anybody out who are expressing some kind of doubt of playing for the team, you know, just by... Because um, it was a warning. He's now repeated that. That's twice in a row. He, he said it at the beginning of the season, too. He's been absolutely A1 consistent. Yeah. Dane, you almost made the mistake of saying it doesn't matter if you've been a player, a Chelsea player for years. 
because we don't actually have anybody at Chelsea right now who has played at the club <laughs> for more than about a fucking year, but which is just can nuts. We, can, we, can we once again congratulate ourselves and, and clap ourselves on the back, which I know is quite difficult to do. I'm doing it now because we have been asking for the team to be completely torn apart all last season. And uh, even the season before, we were saying there's a lot of dead wood in this and it has actually happened. It has, and the only one that I'm doubtful about is is the the small cucumber-like poodle who uh, seems to manifest the same errors every time he plays. He's like a bad smell, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he so, was... But, uh, okay, now I'm going to ask you a question that I should have asked you earlier in part one, but forgot. Um, because Sam Matter, Matterface coated Cucurella off uh, all commentary. How did he play against Wimbledon? Uh, I didn't think he was dreadful. He still committed the same errors that he normally commits, which is um, uh, that he commits himself to running after a ball and is then doesn't get there and is passed with a uh, a ball is passed by him. But I thought he made some some um, uh, he aimlessly played some passes that got to nobody, but he played okay. He he was he, it wasn't a a dreadful performance, but they were playing a team 63 places well, below them. Indeed. So, um, but I, I'm not convinced that he will be, I think Matson should get in before him on the left-hand side. If, if he plays Matson as a fullback, but he wasn't playing, he doesn't seem to play Matson as a fullback. He keeps playing Matson as a kind of attacking midfielder. And uh, I'm not convinced that that's where Matson. Well, true, fits into but but he, he's got a track record in this. Trippier and uh, Carl Walker, he used very similarly, and and I don't think it's it. True, really, I true. don't. I don't think it affected their game too much. They've got. They went on. I mean, hate them as you might. They've both gone on to be very very high quality players. Yeah. I mean, Carl Walker's arguably one of the best left backs we've ever had. Um, at, at England level, you know, you could say that. It's and, wonderfully quick. I agree. Yeah, you wonderfully. know. So, I mean, we don't know what Matson said. We don't know if Matson's going, "Oh, come on, Gaffer, I don't want to play left wing. I'm not yeah, left yeah, wing." Yeah. Matson's yeah. probably saying, "No, that's great, Gaffer. I'll learn that." You know, and then that adds another string to my bow. And that, yeah. Matson clearly wants to stay. He told he told company he wants to stay at Chelsea, which is why he's not gone to Burnley. Yeah. So there you go, yeah. J.K. Can I get a prediction from you? Um. Actually, can I can I bully you into into something else? <laughs> no. Other than two, two one. Can, no. Can I can no. I get you like like Dan did? Can I get you to no. say three one? No. Come on. Nope. Okay. Uh, I'll say three one. So you and you and Dane are going three one. Yeah. And I'm going to be the misery saying two one. You could say three one. Nope. Gonna, I'm sticking three, with no. Two, no, no, I'm sticking with two one, mate. And as as you and Dane are both occupying the very lower reaches of the Prem Predictions League, I think I would be uh, wise to oh, keep gosh. wise to keep my own counsel. Really, so there you go. Uh, right, so there we go. We're all going to predict a win. We wouldn't really do anything else, would we? It's Chelsea for God's sake. Now look, no, you... I have, I, I, last year I predicted. Last year I predicted losses. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a bit easier, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. that's what that was the you know the the statistical analysis of last season. You could have drawn a little line saying, "Yes, we were bound to lose a lot of matches." I'm afraid, but uh, we're in a different, different world now. Different, completely different team in many respects. Uh, so, look, um, I'm very sadly I can't, I can't be with you all tomorrow. I'm, I'm not able to go. I have a prior engagement, which is, I mean, if I told you this, you wouldn't believe me. Every year, I go to this big event down here, 
you, you're gonna you will drum me out of Chelsea supporterdom and and say you're not fit to you're not fit. Are you to sure you want shirt. to admit it? Then? Oh, sure I have no fit? shame. It's I be it's something I've been going to since I was a kid because I grew up in the country and uh, there's this thing called the Allsford Agricultural Show, which is oh. like a big open air show in the middle of nowhere where they have tractors and 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 cattle and very country type stuff and uh for some because it's where it's held in the place where i grew up so we're all members of this so we get tickets and it's basically an excuse to go and get pissed in the middle of nowhere and have nice food and mooch around and buy stuff you don't need and never use and my wife <laughs> loves it and and i love my wife so I, I i say okay i will go and my family go my mum and my dad mum and dad used to go for years and his mum still goes so i it's like a, it's a commitment that i've had to make and, uh, and I do kind of willingly, and I, I've actually been honest enough to so say, look, you know, I'm going to go even if Chelsea are playing at home. Lo and behold, they're playing at home this year. I've got away with it for the last few years. We've been away, or it's been an international break. My wife's done a back-in, right? She can't go. But I've sold my fucking ticket, haven't I? <laughs> so I'm, I'm still going to go to the Horsford show, not the football. So there we go. I'm bad. What can I say? They're staring at me like I'm a piece of shit, and they are right to. They are right to. JK is shaking his head, mate. I know. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Uh, anyway, thought for the poor old missus. I know. Bless her heart. She's really looking forward to it as well. Anyway, everybody, go and enjoy yourselves. Now, listen, you lot, fancasters, uh, if you're listening, go to the cock tomorrow, as always, because Stephen Osborne, uh, who has been writing and writing almost every week to this fancast, is is over from the states. And uh, and it, I, I would presume his son will be with him, which is Michael LeBeouf Murray, and they definitely will 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 be up for a drink if uh, if they can make it. And, and Stephen's a friend of our friend Neil Beard, so he, he's proper and he'll like a drink if 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 he's a mate of Neil's. So um, go go and go and have a drink of the cock. I would imagine actually that Stephen might be going to the Rose if he's meeting Neil, so you might be able to meet him there. But try and find him; it'd be lovely. I can't be there, and I'm gutted that I won't be seeing him. So if you get the chance, go and see him. He's a top lad. Uh, one other thing that's happening tomorrow, which I'm also incredibly gutted not to be at, is the uh, launch of the Chelsea Supporters Trust's uh, Over the Line Mental Health Hub. Uh, as you know, we launched a website a couple of years ago which kind of uh, tries to address the many issues that so many of us have had with mental health many of many people don't address this at all they don't talk about it or get help so we had a website which would signpost people uh, who were struggling or in crisis to go and find help uh, by providing information to direct them to said help uh, the hub is slightly different because it offers free information advice and sources of support in a confidential and familiar environment um, but its real aim is to help chelsea fans come to terms with their own mental health issues and to of course help to take them to the next step now um, it's going to be staffed by two trained counsellors from the charity Hammersmith and Fulham Ealing and Hounslow Mind. Mind is probably one of the most preeminent mental health charities going. They do absolutely superb work. So the two of their trained counsellors will be there and they will offer anyone who is experiencing difficulties a place to go for some support and advice. And they will be based in the tea bar next to the ticket office. Uh, so, and it'll be open from 1pm before the Chelsea Forest game this saturday tomorrow there'll be i mean i would normally i would have been there to to, to just say hello and to to you know have be a face there um cliff will be there he's very heavily involved cliff Auger's there michael volpe who was also involved he can't be there either so we're not we're not doing too well i have a, i have a sneaking suspicion maybe one or two players might come along to 
lend their support, possibly Kerry, Colin Pates, Canners. Uh, there'll be a few people there just to kind of say hello, meet and greet. But if you are if you are struggling, that's the whole point of this. It's not just a bit of a jolly so we can all say hello. Um, it, there's a serious end to this. And if you are struggling at all, if you are feeling a bit at the moment and you've been feeling it for a while and you haven't really thought about where you can go or to talk to somebody or who you could talk to, there will be two trained counsellors there and there'll be a quiet space so you can talk to them in a quiet and confidential manner. So there we go. Uh, I'm very proud that we were involved with this. I think it's one of the best things that we've done. I know I'm biased because I'm involved, but I I think this is hugely important. And if, if we can help anybody, one person, if we can save one person's life, you know, save one person from taking their own life, it's worth doing it. This is massively important. There's a huge mental health crisis in this country and and men are still the the major demographic at football and men are the most at risk so this is huge and i'm very proud of it so uh good luck to everybody tomorrow and sorry i can't be there jk it's a fantastic idea Chid. congratulations for having been involved absolutely brilliant i love it absolutely love it yeah. superb that's good Dave. yeah uh it's it's funny. I'm going to pick on one thing you say that 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 men. I even you know I I still don't even talk. I I've just never been. Luckily, I've never been in those dark depths where 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 some other poor souls have been. But I still don't talk. I still just bottle it up. I, I, men are notoriously crap talkers. So it, you know this it, it, this is so encouraging to hear. And if it can encourage other people to talk, then 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 it's brilliant, brilliant. Because yeah, we you know we are so harsh on ourselves as as males, aren't we? And uh yeah, us all talking really helps. It does indeed. Uh I mean I think we're gonna be doing it every home match. That's the plan. So uh I, I'm not going to be at a home match until the Arsenal match because, of course, we've got lots of international breaks and I'm away on holiday for a couple of weeks. Uh, but I will be there. You know, every time we have it, I shall I shall be there. But as I said, it's not just it's not about you know having a jolly and saying hello to your mate. There's a serious angle to this, which is why we've got mind involved. And I should actually say at this point that Danny Finkelstein, uh, who is also the chairman of the Chelsea Foundation, and Cat, who is the uh, supporters liaison officer have been incredibly helpful in helping us to get off the ground. And in fact, they, they are funding it. You know, they're, they're paying for it. Uh, and they were very instrumental in getting mind involved. And we always felt that, you know, we needed a, a professional body and, and representatives, councillors there, you know, in case anybody is in crisis. So there's, it's, it's a big team effort. And the club have actually, I kick the club a lot, usually when I think that they deserve to be kicked. But when they deserve to bet some praise and congratulations and some thanks, I will do that. A bit like the players we were saying earlier on, JK. In this example, they need a lot of praise because they've been very helpful and they've done well for us. So there you go. So there we go. Lovely note to end the show on, really. Now, we will be back on Monday for the main mm. Chelsea Fancast show with me and JK and uh, subbing in for Clayton Beerman, the housewife's choice uh has, uh, he's, I don't know, He's he, we, we just had to sub him. I don't know if it's a, an in, a long-standing injury. Now, didn't he say that he, he's not at the game, so he didn't yeah. qualify to actually um, to speak about it, which is fair enough, because you weren't going either. It should just be me wanging on about well, I, when, it. When has us knowing about anything ever been a problem for the Chelsea fancast? That's true, because, yes, you have been to, not to see seen lots of games, in fact, in the past, and yet sounded unbelievably erudite and clever about it. I take it all back. Yeah, well, you see, you know, you, 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 yeah, but you, you damned me with faint praise, dear boy. I find, deliberately, yes, deliberately. I know. You outed me on the one hand, and then said I'm a genius on the other. I don't quite know how to deal with that. But anyway, no, but you'll you'll end up you'll watch dribs and drabs of the game, won't you? You'll watch a bit here and then a bit there, and then 
you'll come up with it. No, you won't at all. You won't watch anything. I make you'll it just, all up, mate. You, may, you won't even listen on the radio. You'll, <laughs> just, you'll just say, what did you think of that, JK? And then take notes about what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fucking out. What is this? It's like humiliate Chidge Day, right? No. Bull- bullying me into trying to bully me no, into changing no. my mind about if, the result. three one or two one. Yeah, two one. Uh, trying to get me to fess up why I can't go to the game tomorrow, which is a really poor reason. So Jimmy Cooper, the brilliant... I don't know if you follow Jimmy on Twitter, but he's an absolute ledge. But he said, uh, Farmer Chidge. You know, so that's it. Now I'm going to be known as Farmer Chidge, you know. Who are? And now you're just fessing up that I don't watch half the games and just talk a load of bollocks. Well, who knew? Oh, come on, I'm a season ticket holder. I go to most of the games. What more can you want? Right, we will be back on Monday with the lovely Martin Wickham. I can't wait. I love Martin. Again? Yeah, and he's on and he's on, on Friday as well, unless Clayton wants to... Oh, my unless God, Clayton... it's the Martin Wickham show. I know. If Clayton... Yeah, wants... if Cl... yeah well, that, that, that makes it high quality, in my opinion. But if yeah, Ma... it's true. Yeah, if Martin wants I know, to... I know, you're pushing me out. No, I'm it. not pushing you out. There are three people on the show. <laughs> if Martin wants to sub with Clayton next Friday, then we won't have Martin for two shows in a row. But if he wants to be on two shows in a row, I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, obviously, we'll be looking back at the uh, the match against Forest. Now, if you like what we do, uh, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron and help us uh, cover the costs of running the shows and producing what we believe is a podcast where we don't actually know anything on Chelsea whatsoever. So uh, please feel free to bung us a few quid every month. It all helps. But don't feel any pressure to. I mean, really, I, I honestly mean this. I, I, if you listen to this show, I love you anyway. If you want to donate to the to the Patreon, brilliant. But I love you all equally. It's patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And thank you for those who have signed up this week. I won't mention your names because you might not want to have them mentioned. But I know who you are and I'm very appreciative of it. If you do sign up, you'll be entitled to a Kerry Dixon banner. Uh, and of course, you can join our Discord group, which is great. It's like Mixler. 24-7, great people in there, good chat. None of the nonsense you get on social media. It's all reasonable people who kind of know what they're talking about and they have a bit of a laugh. And if they do have an argument with each other, they kind of make it up to each other afterwards, which is kind of how it should be, really, shouldn't it, JK? Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, um, Kerry and Colin Pates are going to be on the the on the on line event. Tomorrow. I thought as much. And I, I was I was talking to Canners earlier and telling him about it. And I think, you know, Canners is a very big advocate of mental health. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, I think he'll probably be there and all. So there you go. Right. Um, I put up our in-off-the-post show from this week today. Sorry it was late. I got busy yesterday. But uh, do give that a listen. And if you want uh, your email, Patreon or Instagram post or tweet, or Facebook message to be read out on the show, then let me have them by the end of the day on Sunday. And the email address is chelseafancast at gmail.com. There you go. Do it. You know you want to. Uh, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Cheers, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Dane at DWIT9. Now, I've got one question to ask you, Dane. Mm-hmm. In the uh, Chelsea Fancast 11, right... Mm-hmm. You remember that? I put it on our on our WhatsApp group the other week. Um, yeah. I had JK at number nine because I like the idea of a strong spine of Clayton, goalie 59, Chidge, midfield general, and JK, the star striker up front. But... Having it. I know, because you are DeWitt nine. Exactly, yeah. That so, was my shirt number. Yeah, so I think, I think JK... I've been dropped. No, been dropped. no, no. Tactical switch. Yeah. Is Martin Wickham playing instead of me? Tactical switch. Tactical switch. <laughs> Tactical switch. Dane will now be the number nine. Dan Silver comes in from right back to uh, to the Silver position. 
to the silver position. No, there's only 11 of us. He's not dropped. He's just tactical switch. So, JK, where did you actually used to play? Because you actually still play football, don't you? Or you used to? I used to. I used to. Where did you play? It was it was it was um, tearing both my hamstrings at the same time. That's right. That's right. Got me from playing. Where, where did you play? Uh, I was midfield dynamo. Uh, in the middle. Yeah, right hand. Well, no, not right hand side normally. Right okay, side. so that's it. I'm in the middle. You're on the right. Hey, it, it sort of works. And then Martin goes up. Martin goes up to uh, to uh, the left wing, which is where Dame was. Or Dave might have been on the right wing, and uh, and then Marco comes into the left hand side with me, and you got Eddie McCready as the left back. Uh, it's, this is it. I made a tactical error. I've now rectified it, and I've had an idea about the t-shirts, which I'll tell you off air in about a minute, because Ooh. that is it. Thank you for listening, everybody. You two have been great, by the way. Really enjoyed it tonight, uh, and everybody in Mixler. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.